Welcome everyone to the Faded Connections Path of Exile Community Podcast, episode number 111. We're really, really close to the league start of 322 Trial of the Ancestors. And of course, we didn't want to skimp out and uh, do, well, a review episode on everything that we've seen on the patch notes and the teasers and uh, our opinions, of course, our starters. And for that, we got our lovely co-host, Balor Mage here. Welcome, Balor. How are you doing? Well, hello. Doing fantastic. Too much to do in the week lead up, but otherwise fine. And then we got, of course, the YouTuber extraordinaire, Sir Gog, who uh, does the coverage of the teasers every season with passion and dedication. And uh, yo, welcome, Sir Gog. How are you doing? Good, mate. Yourself? Mm, uh, brilliant. I'm, I'm happy that you're here to join us and uh, share your wealth of knowledge about uh, these uh, things. And um, yeah, we, we should go right into it in a second. Um we're also supposed to be joined by another person, but uh, I think that that will happen later down the road. We're waiting a little bit. Uh, well, how are you on this fine evening? Have you already prepared everything for the league? Are you set to go if the league were to start now? First of all, evening. <laughs> right, morning right. Sorry. Here for both of us. <laughs> it, is, it is early morning. <laughs> you don't mind. <laughs> And object to this fine stuff. It's freezing in Melbourne and it's rainy. <laughs> but otherwise, no, I'm not prepared in any way, shape or form. Uh, I'm not ready at all. I want to make like 45 more videos. I need to get my hair dyed. Um, um, too much. There's too much to do. This week's always like that. I, yeah. I never feel like I get everything done. There's always more I want to do. And then tomorrow, all the stress and problems go away and I get to play the game. So, excited. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly mirrors my experience. It's like, this is the this is the crazy period of the league um, for, for me. And then it becomes much more relaxed after, at six o'clock tomorrow morning when the league starts. Now, that's my local yeah. time. Um, then you sort of get to play for a bit. Then you get to curse at yourself for under-preparing your build because you've been discussing other things instead. Playing uh, other people's builds. <laughs> and then you also, there's there's always things that show up that you've gotten wrong as well. Like that you'll be like, oh, yeah, there'll be something you've been dismissive of that ends up being one of the best things in the league or v- vice versa, something you've been super hyped about that ends up being bad. Um, and that ends up being stressful because they're, like you just you can't get everything right. That's that's already happened to me. I was really excited about the new guardian because of the minions and the the like level of auras that were getting handed out. And then I spent like an hour and a half in path of building on the stream trying to put guardian over necromancer into any minion build I could find, and it was never worth it on any build we could come up with. Not even absolution. No, it's better off being a necromancer. I, I'm so sad about it. Mm. I'm, I'm really displeased. And that's even factoring in the benefits of having haste on your character as an aura, like, you know, the extra move yep. speed and stuff. Yep. The stuff that doesn't show in Path of Building. Best, best case, so things like... Um, best case, so things like Absolution. 
um, Guardian ends up being about 8% more damage, but you lose block cap and you lose the all res and you lose the, like everything from Necromancer. And I still don't weigh that as being worth more. And so now I'm very sad about it. <laughs> hey guys, we also got uh, someone else who's extremely busy with last minute uh, leak practice. Who's uh, joining us short notice. Welcome uh, crouching tuna. Yo. Hey, how are hey. you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? You just uh, got that practice one in still. Yeah, uh, yeah I was yeah. watching like sub four hours. Practice. Yeah, yeah, been practicing a bit. What build were you playing? Um, I was playing a uh, Rain of Arrows. Oh, yeah, better. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. Mm. Yeah, I'm a fan. How old is, is that? I think it's really nice early on. How old does that go when you're going to uh, like scaling up to Exarch and Ada? I haven't looked at it much as a um, starter. Well, right now it's kind of insane. So I've done like uh, eight hour, 15 minute Exarch Eater on a four link. And I'm not like a racer. I just nice. try, <laughs> you know, <laughs> try to be good. And then yeah, and when it, it get, does it does really well. Like honestly, when you get there, how many energizer spheres phases are you looking at on the eater? Do you get a sense of the damage? On a four link, I had like like four, I would say. Yeah. On a on a five link, I had like three. That's way better than <laughs> crafting fever experience that I had in a private. Yeah. Link. I, granted, that was I, I knew that was I was in for a long run there, but nine energizer the spheres was yeah was, was an interesting rough. one. Uh, so I mean, it was 40 percent monster life uh, as a private league mod oh okay well yeah there you go yeah so you, know, you expect that yeah it was like it was fun right yeah i, I originally planned we talked a little bit about poe2 but uh, i think we already like went over that last podcast we still want to hear your opinions though uh just as a little intro while other people arrive we don't oh, want has, to let people wait too long for the trial of the ancestors stuff. But has anyone been thinking about Pee 2 the last week? <laughs> I haven't even I, I forgot it was coming out till you just mentioned it. <laughs> it does get like that. <laughs> it's that's over a year away. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely thinking about it for sure, but um yeah, I'm just like really excited to have like more a more steady content cycle first of all oh, yeah. and secondly a new game to play because like uh, as much as i love poe one i feel like maybe it's maybe it's a product of the fact that like the meta has been pretty like the samey for the past couple of years but I, I just really look forward to like rediscovering everything again digging through all the files figuring shit out mm -hmm. new crafting it's just going to be a whole new world of poe-ness <laughs> yeah look <laughs> I love the way that they can take a few of the sacred cows of Path of Exile and slaughter them. Um, you know, things like yeah. how the Chaos Orb works. I'm quite interested to see these new Anul Exalt ones in practice. And honestly, this is something I would like to see done as a one-league experiment in PoE 1. Mm -hmm. Like to say, oh, does this work better or worse? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, like that would then be something that would affect standard for that period as well, um, but then would go back to how it is now. And there's also the fact that there's going to be a difference in speed, I think is going to be good. I think like early on, it looks like PoE 2 that from all the footage that was put out, like people were in dumpster tier gear. So, you know, PoE 1 is comparably slow if you're in dumpster tier gear as well. Uh, it's just that you don't stay that way for very long. 
it looks like you stay that way a little bit more in PoE too. Like you you get upgrades, but they're not you're not sort of getting your in Act Six in PoE One. You're getting gear that's good enough to beat you know Uber Lab. Um, yeah. Whereas that's probably not going to be the case in PoE Two at least early on until people consolidate on what the most broken stuff is, and that's just going to mean that the game will will have probably a lot of the positives of Ruthless, but without the end game content drought that Ruthless has at the moment. Definitely. I, think, no, I, actually, I actually agree with everything you said, yeah. Um, I, I agree with um, most of that, except one thing. I think I think I've been doing this a lot too, and I think we need to stop thinking about, like, testing things in PoE 1, because after having played the beta at ExileCon, it's not... Uh, it's not a different version of PoE. It's not the game we're used to playing. It's a completely different yeah. game. Things that thing there are things that just will not work. Mm. Oh, I'm us. so hyped! I'm gonna get to game. play it next week because it's they're here uh, for a Gamescom in Cologne, oh, and it's like nice. literally like half an hour with the train away. I just ride my bicycle to the train station and I go there, and then I get to play that. And eleventh hour games there as well for for last epoch. Nice. So mm. uh, and two days before the actual con. Uh, Grinding Gear Games already said there's a dinner with Chris and like everyone mm. can join. It's like a, in a restaurant, and I'm obviously going there as well. I, yeah. I I can't see them like having enough spots though. They said they reserved a table for forty, but I can't see how that's going to be enough. There's going to be so many people probably. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Pee Germany seems to be huge. Like obviously, all my content's English language, so but I nine point one percent of my viewers are German, according to YouTube. Yeah, there's a lot of German people playing PoE for sure. Yeah, I, I don't meet any in real life. <laughs> you will the biggest demographic outside the United States for me, which sort of surprises me. I have never looked. No. Right. Well, shall we go into the teasers? I think that's the a good way to to start. The day one people might not know about yet that are watching this. Well, we could go. We could go backwards through the teasers. That also works. We'll go with the new one first because I guess that's what everyone's been waiting to see. Let me uh, bring that one up here. It's not the most exciting one, unfortunately. So we got Tawa Nuku's timing Moonstone Ring. Uh, well, some stats. Huh. But most notably, spells cause you to gain energy shield equal to their upfront cost every fifth time you pay it. Um, this seems to be like a... I mean, I don't know what to make of it. Anyone? <laughs> it's a low-level requirement. I, I can't see people use this for very long. It's very niche. There's, there's one important part about that ring that interests me all of a sudden. That doesn't say mana cost. Correct. Mana or life or whatever. Or energy mm -hmm. shield. That just says cost. I don't right. know yet because I hadn't seen that, that until just now. So I don't know yet. But the fact that it's not limited to mana cost is a thing that definitely matters. Mm. Yeah, my gut thoughts mm. when I saw this is that this is... 
going to do two different things and neither of these are things that existing builds want but the, they're intrinsically powerful so that they might get used the first one is that if you're playing an archmage build this is going to provide you with es sustain on an archmage build in huge bursts now do you want that existing archmage builds no but existing archmage builds aren't very good anyway um but it is something that you could play around with it's just you're gonna have to build a bit weird because you you're going to have to have, say, 8,500 mana and then have 2,000 or more energy shield that you're using as a defensive layer in order to get any real benefit out of this and probably more than 2,000. And then the other thing you can use it with is Corrupting Fever. Because, if again, if you've got the energy shield to justify it, um, but I'm less sold on that. Yeah, I'm not really seeing it. I think the unique is a little... Like, it's probably, like, one of those filler uniques, I think, that they release every so often. But I think, like, as you mentioned, it's probably useful maybe in a very niche scenario. But I think mm. it, it could be cool if it actually works with, like, Sacrifice, the new Sacrifice gem. But I don't think that counts as a cost, so. No, that's not an upfront cost, I don't think. Yeah. Otherwise. Uh, likewise, Wrath Pith Globe, which is, like, the unique that was, like, so much better, like, so much more popular last league than it's been before. Yeah, 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 that's true. I don't know, it could be like a nice early on if you're playing like an EB build and you need a little bit of extra sustain, but like, uh, I don't know. Look, it's good enough, but I can see a bunch of characters putting it on if they find it on day one while leveling, and maybe that's all it's yeah. meant to be. I don't know. Rare ring is so much better. Maybe there's yeah. some like super five head use case and like a really unique build that we're just not seeing right now. The fact that it doesn't say cost does yeah. leave it open to some weird, like that doesn't say mana cost, does leave it yeah. open to some like weird shit none of us think of immediately. But yeah, yeah no, like Corrupting Cry has a that high thing. life cost, or a war cry that's linked, a war cry that is linked to Corrupting Cry has a high has a high um, life cost. True, the so Corrupting Cry has a thousand mana multiplier, yeah. right? Mm. And built in life tap as well, which I missed the first time I read it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it changes the cost from mana into life. Yeah. Sorry, anyone that wanted to play that with Chaos Inoculation. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I, I can't wait. We're going to have Joseph on at some point during the league, and then the <laughs> he's going to have to tell us what secret build he plans with this. All right, we're going reverse then, uh, starting at the front and going back in time. Yes. Yesterday, we got this uh, thing here. The good one. The Karui Scepter, Matas Teaching, or Matas Teaching. Oh, yeah. I don't know how to pronounce that, but uh, it's a plus two to level of all minion skill gems. Scepter that reads uh, minions base attack critical strike chance is equal to the critical strike chance of your main hand weapon. And that's obviously really cool because with a uh, with a scepter you can like have anything in your main hand, right? You could use like any crazy one hand unique or crafted caster dagger with a trigger gem or you know. Do you think this is worth like giving up a shield or would you use this in your in your main hand and just utilize the base crit of the scepter which I mean it's comparably it's low, already right? Already decent. That's you think decent. that's good enough? I mean, I mean, yeah. it's like 70% more base crit. Yeah. Presuming that rolls up to 50, that'll be a 9% crit weapon. 
Fair enough. Are uh, yeah. you forgetting the harvest in Chan as well? Nine point four. Oh yeah. Up to you, you can also corrupt for an additional eighteen percent crit. You, in theory, yes, but this is not going to be this is not going to be changed. So what like nine point six ish? All said and done, if you get a good one. Ah hmm. uh, no, you can get over ten. Even at forty two, you can get you can get um. Even at forty two, you can get ten. Ah. Uh. And so how yeah, high could you go if you were to craft like a, a, a one hand a, a dagger with the, the highest possible main Orgar is the highest 11, 12. Um Orgar can get Orgar, into the right. with the harvest enchant and with the with the corruption implicit. But Orgar doesn't have any synergy with a minion build, and I think that's just being cute rather than being strong. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you'd want to use probably a rare so you could still use trigger. Because if you're already giving up a shield, no way you're giving up a trigger, I think. Or you could use this with a shield and give up the... Um, yeah, the trigger. Like, actually, probably. Give up the trigger that way. I think yeah, that's... Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like Either you give up shield or you give up trigger, but in no way you're giving up both. Yeah. But what minions yeah. want this? That's a question. Well, attacking yeah, minions for sure. Problem. It says attack. So, like, mm. animated weapons, maybe? I've only been looking at Poison SRS because I just haven't had time to look at other mini builds. And I don't want it on that. Mm. I, I've heard people talking this up with uh, with physical skeleton-based builds. Either the original skeleton, like even the skeletons as they originally are, or as, I think it's Phantasmal, the one that gives you the archers. Archers, yeah. Um, both of them potentially get quite a lot from this. Uh, the other thing is that, like, this obviously competes with a plus two convoking wand. I think the plus two convoking wand is going to be right, no, it's actually, going to be better if you're not in a scaling minion crit. Um, but plus two convoking wands are quite expensive, and GGG don't make things that that um, compete with rares on that level unless the unique is extremely rare. Uh, there's going to be Starforge rarity at least mm. because it competes because it competes with. Provides the same stats as rares and competes with them on a level that they just don't do on uniques now. I was just thinking, was I talking out of my ass? Can you even get the trigger craft on a melee weapon? Or is that a one a straight yeah, wand only? You can get it on a scepter. Not on a dagger though. Yeah, you can I get it on a dagger. Yeah, you can put okay. it on anything. I was just I was just unsure and I wanted to make sure that I'm not talking. Shields no, not spreading this information. Yeah, any any weapon is fun. Hmm. All right. Because then at that point you need to have a plus, like you need to try and find a way to make a plus two weapon that is going to work on your on your minions. So like if you're absolution, then that's easily done. But you're not going to use this with absolution. Uh, if you if you're skeletons, you need plus one plus one fears. Hmm. But I think there are minion gems you can't do that with. Think so? What would it take for like specters to be good again? Oh, um, none of this helps. Um, really? base what is levels, the problem they, with lost, they lost so many base levels that the only way they were viable was with the plus two that came from Necromancer, and then Necromancer yeah. lost its plus two and they never got it given back. Yeah, specters are one of those things that, unless the like GG always have to balance around the best case set of specters and. Like, Spectre's going to be one of those things is a balanced nightmare forever, unless they make it bad. 
and that's the way yeah. they're to do it at the moment. It's either that or they put a huge amount of work into balancing like individual specters and making it so that it functions differently on different monsters. I don't know. I feel like that's kind of like an anti-fun way to balance it. They'll just make it all bad instead of yeah. having like one good one every season or something. Like that's fine, right? It depends what whether it's pulling people to playing it. The like whether it's pulling people that aren't interested in minions into playing it. If it's that good, that's problematic. Yeah. Um, if it's yeah. something that people who like minions can can make work and can do pretty well with, then that's fine. Um, but it's just so hard to get the sweet spot right on it on a thing like that's as messy as Spectre's. Honestly, Ray Spectre was a mistake as a gem for GGG. I think yeah. you see it too. My favorite gem when it was working. Well, I can imagine that it's like an insane amount of work because every season that they release like all these new monsters, they also have to like enable them as like you know. Well, like you have to. They did, like, in the yeah. past, they did disable certain monsters, right? They didn't enable everything to be spectrified. I mean, they try mm. to usually, but. Well, yeah, but I, I agree. It's a massive pain, and they shouldn't have done it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, well, it's also the case of Animate Guardian is another one that's like. It with so many design constraints and Faith Breaker is the other one with a huge amount of design constraints. It's like trauma support has anti-face breaker text on it and has anti-void forge text on it. <laughs> oh man. Face breakers. I looked at a face breaker leak start for uh, a friend. It actually looks pretty good. I was thinking about it shortly myself. But let's get on to the next. How does this work? There, the, oh, we got some of the equipment for the warriors mm. in the endgame encounters in the trial of the ancestors. Mm. So there's a, a lightning rod that says a defender teammates gain a power, frenzy, or endurance charge every second. Then there's one for explode and one for tailwind. The explode one means like you ex actually explode on death. It says explode on death, dealing 100% of max life as fire down. Oh, wait, no, that's obviously your warrior that you put that on. Mm. Yep. It can be you as well, can't it? In this? I, I don't know. Can you equip these? I I'm very mm. unsure with how these things I work. I, I don't think so. Don't specify it's a teammate only. Like, I mean, it's only able to be used inside the arena. Hmm. Well, the, the, the thing says warrior equipment, so I assume it's like wow. heist gear, right? Yeah, that you only can put it on the, on the league NPCs, basically. Which is, yeah, exactly what I wanted, more heist gear. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a little, I'm a little tiny bit negative about having to gear them. It remains to be seen if it's a, like a problem. But that's the thing I hate the most about heist, is like getting all of the gear for them. But that's the also good. I don't want to do it. Yeah, but it, isn't it also fun to progress and to feel No. Like... <laughs> hmm. Not even I mean, a little bit. The problem is doing it every league. I feel like. Yeah. I feel like. Not even a little bit. If they've got like one or two gear options and it's all just unique stuff that drops like relatively often and it becomes like a non-issue where I'm just like picking what they have rather than having to actively go and farm their stuff. Okay, fair enough. I'll put up with it. The rest of the league I'm super excited about, by the way, just the one bit where I like have to gear them out, is just sending me back to like heist triggering moments. I just don't like it at all. So 
I'm interpreting these as consumables rather than as enduring items that stay on the on the ally forever. I'm con, I'm interpreting these as you use these for one tournament. Yeah, and you have a collection one of tournament them. or one round or something like that. Oh, that's so uh, much worse. <laughs> <laughs> you made it so much worse. Totally, no, we're there. talking about Valor out of all of his hype. They're not there all the time, but when you when you really need one, you're like, oh, okay, this is the final. Right, the prices are good. We'll throw in all of these things at once. Yeah, uh, if they're consumables sure really and I need it. them, I'll just fail. Yeah, so they're most likely going to be in your interface. I don't even know if you're going to pick them up or whether you're going to be like rewarded after you win a match. But essentially, like you could see that from the trailer, they were like drag and dropping certain things onto certain people. And yeah, I, I, I feel like it's, oh, it's very likely that they're consumable because otherwise you would just get flooded with them. Yeah, yeah. But did it it's... seem like something that you do every time you, you do one of these encounters? Or more like, you know, like Not just occasionally when you really like when you really want to make sure that it goes well this time, then you use all these little things that you saved up. Because that's what I'm I hope hearing. it is, that it's like something occasionally that we throw in some extra spice, but not something where you have to, every time you want to do one of these little auto battles, have to put on... I'm thinking of this is more in line with the way that a fairly casual player would use the Gilded Scarab that drops for them. It's like, oh, okay, this is a this is for something a bit special. Rather than someone that's just throwing Gilded Scarabs and Winged Scarabs in the map device every map. I do kind of feel like there will be like lesser rarity of these that are just going to be like you click them on every round for a little bit of extra benefit, but these are probably like I don't I don't know if like I find these particularly interesting because they're just like mm -hmm. quirky, but I've yet to see really what the what impact these are going to have like on the mechanic obviously, but I do feel like they'll probably throw a bunch of random stuff at us and we'll just click them. I think we'll outgrow them. We'll just get to the point that we don't need them anymore. Yeah, that's for sure. There'll be like dynamite to help with a, with a delve boss, mm -hmm. but maybe less clunky. Maybe it's there's like also going to be some that like influence the rewards a little bit, or, or you know, things things like that always are like a little bit of a double edged sword for me. Like mechanics we can outgrow because I love the idea in theory, but because I'm a no life degenerate who doesn't leave my seat. If you can outgrow the mechanic, I probably do it on the first day, and that makes it a little sad just for me. Mm. So I always, I always kind of like wish that you couldn't. Like I wish that when I went and did a blight, that my damage, even when I was like giga good, would never be enough. Well, you can take a key stone for that now. Just by default, <laughs> we're going to take a key stone to make me suddenly perform poorly. Anti-Viagra pills for Blight. No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> the Keystone only works for the Blights in your maps, though, not your Blight yeah. map. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't even work when thing. it matters. <laughs> I get it. Like, occasionally you get these super annoying, like, you know, on a map that you also rolled really hard, and they get these super annoying five or six-way Blights that you basically can't beat. Mm. Unless you're like a super specialized blight build. Yeah, blight's really strange in the way that it's aged over time. Like the more that people have gotten experience with the mechanic and learned all of its nuances, the more that it's become 
much easier on certain maps than others. You know, you have um, you have any map that's got limited limited range of field of um, field that it can spread out in, and it's just much easier than an outdoors map. For sure. Yeah, which is true for the map encounters, but the the opposite is true. I feel for the blighted maps where you really want the open ones, right? Really? No, oh, I don't really know. Are the indoors better and hallways yeah. better for blighted maps? Yeah, as well? yeah. You think Give so? Me a choke point any day. Yeah, yeah, the choke points are great, but like I don't like the the towers being blocked off from each other by the walls and all that. But yeah, I mean, it depends. Like if you're talking about getting started in blight when you're still doing at least one um, tower cost reduction on each one on each blighted map from an anoint just to get started. That point, um, I think that it's much easier to have them indoors. Hmm. I'm still Maybe sad about that keystone not affecting blighted maps. Mm. I feel like everyone is because if it did, that would be like, I don't know if it would be good or worth it, but it would be fun. Mm. Yeah. Even if I was doing blights and maps, though, I would take the keystone because 700% more damage from towers. You'll just build two towers and you just AFK. It's, I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. Like the numbers make it like pretty insane. I just feel like if you wanted to do Blights in Maps Expeditions, a similar mechanic and has better rewards. Yeah, I mean, like, Blights and Maps early on is, like, one of the most underrated currency makers in the game. I think it's probably, like, one of the most broken currency makers in the game right now. You can very, very easily do your Headhunter or Mage Blood farm in the first few days just farming Blighted Maps. Like, very easily. Mm. Yeah, Blighted Maps, but also, like, Blight in Maps, like, it's, it's yeah, no, I meant, I meant farming blighted maps to sell. That's that would oh, be producing blighted maps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, producing blighted maps. And also like uh, oil extractor. Yep. You know, you're just yeah, basically like, even if you're in white maps, you can already farm golden oils that way, as long as you have the passive points for it. So, but yeah, essentially, yep. like you're, if you're, if you're putting blights in your maps and you're basically spawning them like very easy early on because of how high of a chance we have to spawn mechanics now, you're basically getting like one blighted map per map. And then a golden oil every like three maps, so it's it's kind of crazy. Maybe mm. not every three maps. Maybe that's uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that's maybe a high estimate, but yeah. But like silver oil or golden like oil when every, I did like, it. three maps, like it's really like good. When I did it. I was getting at least two golden oils an hour, like a, as a minimum. It's really good. Which was and then like seven or eight silvers, and then a collection of other shit, and that was like a minimum. So that was always pretty good. And silvers are so good with uh, it's sovereignty that's triple silver now, isn't it? Yeah. Like, silvers arguably, sell well. Arguably the best anoint for a lot of builds. You know, you've got uh, you've got plus one curse is one of the best. You've got so you know, triple gold, triple silver are two of the best anoints in the game. Nice. Hmm. Okay, maybe I should do a different build now. <laughs> maybe I'm changing my build again so I can do blights early on. <laughs> but you got expedition though, and expedition has rog, and rog is love, rog is life. True. I don't think my build is good at expeditions either, though. <laughs> rog gets significantly worse if you don't know how to use them, though. Whereas, what? as long as you spec the tree right, you kind of can't fuck up with blighted farming. 
Like you need yeah. to know which things to um to oil extract. I mean, no, you just need to know how to press like Control D on the item. <laughs> That's all you need to know. So for rings, uh, Never Sinks highlights the rings that have a golden or a silver oil in them. So mm. you don't need to worry about rings. But for amulets, nice. if you have Awakened POE trade, you control D. And then it yeah. tells you it's like teal, silver, gold. And basically what you want to do is anytime you have like uh, one gold or if there's like two silvers, then you're probably going to like want to extract them. And oil extractors, that's mainly going to be your bottleneck. Uh, so another another good way to farm these is also to just sell the oil extractors and people will also snipe the snipe certain annoyance like people have like life searches with every single annoying and they will just like try to snipe them and you could sell those as well if you don't feel like gambling but it's always it's always more worth to literally just extract everything hmm. I, I can make an argument Wait, that it's not worth extracting them I was going to say every gamble in Path of Exile is usually not worth doing if other people are doing it and paying because people always overpay for the gambles. Well, oh, the the other way around. Yeah, the no, every gamble is... in POE is the other way around, to be honest, as long as you hit the medium. like. Yeah. Okay. Gambling in POE is always profitable so long as you don't run out of money before you turn a profit. Yeah. Or, or unless people are... <laughs> Uh, or unless you're competing with people who are doing more with the inputs than you are. For example, regular Maven is a good example of a gamble that by day 12 is a terrible thing because people are you're competing with people who are buying the See, Maven. I wouldn't call that a gamble. A service or yeah. they're running Uber Maven. So but you I wouldn't can't call that a gamble. Them. I would call that a waste of money. That's not a gamble because you should be doing Uber because they're the well, same no, inline. You, if you you should be doing normal and doing a void stone carry service, that's more it carries, yeah. Uber. Oh, but carries, yeah. Uber is also option, and maybe you can do Uber and a carry service as well. Um, but yeah, so like you just want to make sure that there's not an, a better use. There's also a few things that like where the community just gets things wrong. Like the poor fishwives people think that ancient orbs are overrated on the market, overpriced on the market at the moment. So that's not. Um... That's because that's just because some of those things are priced according to how good they are at making content on YouTube rather yeah, than how good they are for other people. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's case with high variance div cards in general. Yeah. It's gonna create one of those. Um so there's a there's a bunch of things, but the like stack decks, for instance, there's a, uh, the person who's responsible for a lot of the uh, publicly available data as to how rare div cards are. Uh, they have made five mirrors a league for the last two leagues by opening half a million stack decks and not picking up anything under 4C. <laughs> they just leave all of the you know, cards like the Roth, they leave them on the ground because there's so much profit to be made from stack decks that they don't, they don't pick them up. We're trying to get them to, to also um, pick up the Roth specifically because it's a card that you get quite a lot of. Like it's sort of, I think it's something like 0.6% of stack decks or something like that. And that'll help anchor the the rarity of cards a lot more. Hmm, fair enough. Well, see, I always learn new things on this podcast. Another teaser that we got a couple of days ago was uh, the reveal of the Sentinels, uh, bullshit, um, of the Guardians 
new skills that are just obscure minion skills where it says summons a level 20 uh, sentinel of radiance or summon elemental relic so i'm sure we all have uh, very uh, good opinions on that one uh who wants to go first <laughs> i did not expect uh, what it was by the way i i I had like a, a bunch of ideas what it could be, but the, the relic completely caught me off guard with how it works. Like I said earlier, I was ex super excited about it until I spent enough time in path of building and realized that it's just not, it's not it. It's You're not talking one... narrowly about minion builds here. Do you think that's yes. worth keeping on? Exactly. Yes. Exclusively talking about minion builds. Like the I do think that, different quiz, right? Yeah, I think that elemental relic guy on his own as a forbidden combo? Yeah. yeah. Huge. Gonna be Basically ridiculous. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. Inquisitor yeah. like Spark. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna be busted for sure. I feel like that thing is gonna be like 100 div for the combo. Yeah. yeah. That's Wouldn't surprise me. For sure me. huge, just not, yeah. doesn't suit minions like you would think like it's supposed to. <laughs> Even though they're like level 27 auras, 27.5 yeah yep with no aura scaling with so that means that the flat damage on them is pretty good but the percentage damage because you don't have the percentage scaling from based on your character stat uh you the percentage will fall off so the hatred will be worse than it would be otherwise wrath on a spell would be worse than it would be otherwise but the flat damage is really good mm -hmm. One thing in general, this patch, GGG are giving a lot more ways to scale flat damage on spells. Like they've got Spellblade support and there's a whole bunch of things that do that that may actually in some cases compete with gem level scaling. I mean, Elemental Relic doesn't really compete with gem level scaling. It just it just works with it. It just complements, mm. yeah. There's so many so, ways to get gem levels these days, though, in comparison to... Yeah. I remember when you used to stack flat damage. It was, like, a big thing, right? Oh, you're stacking flat damage, like, Abyss Jewels, stuff like that. But then they gave us, like, all these global gem modifiers. And I don't know. It's going to be, like, hard since pretty every single spell gem has, like, quadratic scaling to to beat that. Like, almost every build I've tried Spellblade on just doesn't... It's not like really worth it over a more multiplier because you get so many gem levels, you just want to, you know, multiply we've, that flat that you already gain. We've like explicitly a lot of us have tested a whole bunch battle mage hoping to make it work. And while you can make battle mage work, and while using it isn't horrible, if you just drop it and put on a real spell weapon, it always ends up better. Even though, like, yeah. you might be able to make the build work and be like, ah, look, battle mage is working really well. But if you really just pull the build apart and have a look at it and you just swap battle mage for something else and put a real weapon on it's always better this support is the, that that support is the same as battle mage like it's it's large a larger number but you're giving up a support if it doesn't work for battle mage it's not worth it here either one thing to note though is that like um it's hard to get battle mage on ascending seas which otherwise would wouldn't be able to get it right like sure you can get it on certain uniques but for example like i think spellblade is going to be absolutely insane for like ignite elementalist because yeah. there you're able to just go for like crazy trialy type of swords and the flat damage you get from that is just going to exceed any sort of gem levels that you'll be able to get 
I don't think you go trialy. I think you go by alley and then have your other prefix be, potentially even be five percent. But at least you experiment right. with that. You got yeah, a bunch. Yeah. Of I haven't like pure it, but essentially, I think you can get like pretty high numbers doing yeah. something like that. Spellblade's numbers are very high. Like if you're looking at this, like this is going to be one of those gems that is going to be absolutely god tier through the campaign, uh, mm. at least if you've got any sort of relevant weapons. Um, but then is going to fall off a bit later. Yeah. Um, kind of like if you had added cold damage support, if added cold damage support's numbers were doubled, it would be S tier through the campaign, and then at endgame it would fall off on spellcasters. Uh, it would still be fine but for a while, but it would it would fall off. Um, it'd be like that. Like for example, it's pretty good on impending doom early, um, but yeah, mm. then it just kind of falls off later on. One of those things. What well, impending doom doesn't have gem level options, does it? Mm, yeah, it's very hard to get gem level options. You can get plus one, plus two. That's pretty much yeah. so. Plus two AOE is the only one that works with it. But yeah, getting a plus one, plus two is generally like pretty hard and expensive, right? Like, and aside for that, you can't get any global modifiers, so. In that case, it's good, but still, it's outclassed in endgame by basically any any other like weapon, like even just getting a percent chaos dot multi, and like cast speed wand is already almost better than using this with the like a dagger that's crafted almost perfectly for it. <laughs> in in all situations that I've tried this, like it ended up being like forty percent less damage in endgame, so it's pretty substantial. Because you're losing out. Like, the thing is, you're just losing a support gem, right? Yeah, that's what I was going to say when you said that the numbers on Spellblade are really good. I was like, yeah, it, it has to compete with other uh, <laughs> with other support yeah. gems. It needs but it to makes be sense. Really uh, it makes sense, like, in the way that he framed it, because it's early on, a more multiplier is basically, like, useless if you have nothing to multiply. And right, this right. is giving you that thing that is then multiplied by your other two yeah. support gems in the campaign. So that's why it's so good early, but then falls off. Well, the question is, is there any skill in the game that has like really good added damage effectiveness, but really bad base damage so that the base damage of this would really matter a lot? They're pretty normalized. Minions, but that doesn't work. Mm. Yeah. They're, they're pretty normalized, the spells. Like, I usually use Wave of Conviction yeah. as, a, as a benchmark, but you, if you look at, say, Wave of Conviction and Fireball, you'll see that their damage effectiveness is about 10% difference in favor of Fireball, but their damage, their flat damage is about 10% different in favor of Fireball. And then if you have a look, um, I think it's, what's the other one though that is something, uh, there is something that is really divergent from this just by virtue of having such a low damage effectiveness. Um, the Relic of the Pack thing, but that's not going to be, mm. and it doesn't work with this. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, added damage effectiveness is like very deceiving. A lot of people always quote that as like oh this is good with flat stacking but essentially it's balanced yeah. around the fact that the skill has like either a secondary mechanic or the flat damage on the skill gem itself and yeah. there are situations where that can sort of be you know because of unintended mechanics that can sort of go out the window like when we for example had like fireball with nimis and, and you could overlap every single explosion mm -hmm. and then in those situations that's like things go out of control but otherwise it's essentially skills are within like yeah five to ten percent of each other there's very little variance. So, like, adding damage is just as good on any skill gem as any other skill gem. Yeah. 
outside weird cases. Like, I think discharges is a weird case. Right. Oh. Yeah, there's, there's it's, a couple of And, like, cases, weird, yeah. like, triggers of slow casting things and whatnot. But, like, mm, generally yeah. speaking, I agree with that. That's, that's pretty much right across the board. Hmm. So, uh, going back to the uh, Guardian <laughs> skills, real quick. So, we, we figured out for, for minions, it's underwhelming, is what you said, Balor. But there is a secret uh, build that you can do where you, like, scale the explosion of the relics. Yeah. Mm. That's going to be super spicy. It's super bad, but super spicy. Yeah, I don't know if it's good, but it looks fun. <laughs> what can you do to reduce the duration of a minion? Well, I mean, it does have a cooldown time of 0.3 seconds that you're not going to go fa for, uh, faster, right? Yeah, well, but... That's, that's cooldown time, then cooldown reduction. Right. That's sure. the last problem to solve. I think the main problem is getting the minion duration. Like, can we get the it, minion to die quicker? Down but but does, it, does, it, does it not automatically die uh, when you summon a new one? When it's like... Uh, no, it says refresh. No, it'll refresh. Only refresh if you already have one of the chosen element, but if it chooses another element, then it summons a new one, and that means the old one dies. Yeah, you have right? both. No, you, you, you have, have all three. You have all three auras and all three minions. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, it makes sense. I, I just assume for some reason you can have maximum one at the same time, but yeah. No, no, it wouldn't be useful then. Hmm. But I think it'd be pretty fringe. It would it wouldn't be a four point ascendancy note if it was only one of them. Yeah. Um I I do know someone that's trying something really spicy with the other relic we can come to in a sec, but the minion popcorn with this. Uh, what can you do to reduce duration of minions though? That's the question. I'm I'm not justice. I can't think of all of these things. I got nothing and I do tons yeah. of minions. I'm not a minion guy, I'm sorry. Well, you can't link anything with it because it's a skill that you granted, right? So you mm -hmm. can't use that uh, that uh, aura support, for example, that we're getting in this next patch where uh, they, they get a physical degen based on a percentage of their life. I mean, that wouldn't be enough to, to degen them down anyway before they die after five seconds. But... There's so many ways how that doesn't work. <laughs> and then the Sentinel of Radiance, is that even... So, so I know someone that's got a goofy idea for this. Um, apparently, the, the Righteous Fire aura that this projects, which doesn't actually hurt the Sentinel, it um, they want to play around with that and also Frigid Bond. Like, I, okay. I have advised against this, but I do think it's going to be cool if it works. This hybrid cold and fire damage over time setup that they, they think seems to be fairly solid in, in Path of Building. Like, not... In terms of numbers, I, I can't see this fire damage being good enough because it's like, I mean, it's unscalable with support chests. Yeah, its base numbers are actually pretty good. When I first glanced at it, I was like, oh, that's a good amount of damage. And then I was like, wait, hang on, I can't link it with anything. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. You can scale the minion's life via your passive tree. You can scale minion damage via passive tree, but you can't multiply either of those stats. Mm-hmm. I think this lives or dies based upon how effectively the Summoned Sentinel of Radiance itself engages as a combat minion. And... Don't know. Yeah. 
It's hard to say. We have to try it in game. Like, if its combat prowess is comparable to modern day Stone Golem, then it's nothing special. If it's comparable to 3.8 era Carrion Golem, then this is going to be strong. Be aggressive. Mm, on that thought, couldn't you like uh, explode them with more mischief? Yes. Yes. So you could just like kill them with the elemental <laughs> relic, yeah, and make them have their farewell nuke that they set off when they when they die. Yeah, exactly. So then you get like a double nuke kind of. I don't know how much HP they have. I don't know if it says it there. No, uh, nineteen four one six life on the. Oh relic. right, yeah. Which is that's a character level eighty five. That's um, level eighty five with no minion scaling on the tree. So that's yeah. fine. So you can use these with Maya. You need something which rapidly hits rare or unique enemies, so you can summon a whole bunch of them. Like, right? Yeah. What's the fastest hitting Real stuff quick. now? I don't know. Is it still like? Is it still something like um, kinetic blast? You can do better than that, surely. I mean, you don't need to hit all that fast, right? You can use something that's convenient as long as you like. I mean, twenty-five percent chance. That means like one in four. You summon one, so if you can like hit twelve th times real quick. Does it? Stormbrand. Uh, yeah, Stormbrand would be. Yeah. Probably. Or ball clunky thing yeah. that I can think about. But yeah, still, like, we're getting plan. into like giga clunky territory here. I think it's just like meme meme territory. <laughs> Maybe that's the way to go for a second character, though. So ball lightning spell echo, in order to conjure a whole bunch of, um, in order to get a lot of hits on the boss at once, then summon a whole bunch of summon elemental relics and just kaboom them. Explode them with more of mischief, and get both the the relics farewell explosion as well as more of mischief. Just because we're talking about it like it's a meme build, um, I got to tell everyone my meme plan for build number two of the league. It's going to be the worst thing I've ever made. <laughs> um, me and two of my friends are going to make three guardians from the beginning with just link skills to do damage. So we have to go as a group. Where like A links to B, B links to C, and C links back to A, and we're gonna have the three li people linked together. We're gonna run around. We're gonna level up that way and everything. You guys are your we're own searing bond totems. Yeah, we're just gonna try and run around and 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 get them killed in the like D gen links together, which is gonna be just horrendously bad. I don't see anyone going to do this. Shakos, don't though, do with it. 35 bond on them. <laughs> yeah. Don't do what we're going to do. <laughs> but we're going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Are you going to go Are you going to go for um Forbidden Shakos with level 35? Oh, I'd be surprised if any of those even show up like who lists that? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, people have, people have been talking about it. It depends on the scaling numbers, but like Shaco's with 35s will be, they'll, they'll be expensive. It'll be something you're not going to roll over. Will it? 
I'm not sure about that. But I'll be excited to see it. <laughs> it's going to suck. The build's going to suck. It's the whole thing is a meme. Nobody should do what we, what I just talked about. It's it's not going to be a pleasant experience. But it is going to be hilarious. Oh no. Before you know it, you break the game with link skills. No. No shots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, something we're all looking forward to, I think this is probably the biggest hype for I mean, outside of the new options for build making, but this is uh, something that even if you don't want to use the new support gems, you just want to play the same build that you played last league, uh, is going to be exciting, and that is well from mm. layout. Here we go. The tattoos that we get from the trial of the ancestors and game encounters. And of course, these are only uh, small teasers. There's many more. I believe the list of names has been leaked, and a lot of people engaged in speculation as to which one does which. But the ones that we see here mm. are the ones that replace small attribute passive skills. And we have one for intelligence that grants 6% reduced effect of curses on you. We got a small dexterity one that uh, increases flask effect duration by 6. And a small strength one that gives you 15 life per second regenerated. A flat amount of 15. Uh, these are all pretty, pretty strong values if you think about like being able to get them on all your travel nodes, right? I mean, on top of that. I mean, no, nah, not really on top. You're replacing the attributes, so you're going to have to get the attributes. Off. It's the pre-ostentation league. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's in my whoop already. That's that is set up. Some of those, some of them look real strong, like that flask one. Like yeah. if you put if you if you've got ten of them on sixty percent flask duration, um, it's quite a lot. Yeah, that's really good. But some of them will be bad. I'm sure there'll be a whole bunch that I'm gonna hide on my filter. You can't have a list that long and have them all be good. I've, I've never seen it, but it also looks like there's some pretty good ones. So, Yeah, I think that the 15 life per second numbers are high, but a lot of the time you're going to prefer the 8% fire res because you're going to get fire res somewhere and it's a low opportunity cost source of it. And then also having the fire mastery. I think we'll see a big uptake in people taking that fire mastery this league. Um, mm -hmm. But you've got options there. They're, they're both viable viable choices. You've got the uh, Hinakora Death Warden. I actually like having a moderate amount of that stat on characters, the reduce effect of curses on you. like having mm -hmm. at least 30 40% of that. They don't necessarily need a full 100% unless you're actively inflicting curses on yourself. Um, but I think that one is quite, quite niche. Like, it's quite useful. It does something genuinely useful, and you only need five of them. Yeah, I think the the curse effect reduction looks also really good. I mean, thinking that you can also get curse effect reduction on a, a jewel, um, on a rare jewel somewhere. And it, I was really upset when I saw that Guardian lost its 80% reduced effect of curses on you on yeah. time of need. But if that means that that stat is going to be widely more available for everyone, then that's great. I mean, 
I love myself some curse effect reduction, preferably above 90 or even 100%. I yeah, getting it to, getting it to one hundred percent is obviously really good for uh, dealing with vulnerability bleeds, but all the rest of the curses are pretty much neutered once you've got thirty or forty percent effect down on them. I usually go for sixty to eighty. I don't really care about being immune. I'm, I'll just be bleed immune, and then I don't care about the rest of them if I can just make them a little weaker. Yeah, for the most part, that's fine. Isn't but isn't silence a curse as well? And it's like binary, like either you completely reduce it, or even if ninety nine percent reduced effect, you're still silenced. I don't remember. It's so rare. It's like, yeah, in hardcore, in hardcore maybe, but even if you're pushing a hundred in softcore, you don't care about it. Yeah, fair. And you can also get it on a dual corruption, right? That's still a thing. Yeah. Yep. Cannot be silenced. Can just be a corruption. If you're really worried about that, that is, which, as Sir Gold mentioned, I don't think you should be. I think the cool thing about these tattoos, though, is is not what they're showing us, is what they're not showing us. Because hmm. there's some like intrigue in like, oh, what could be next? You know, I feel like they didn't tease almost anything this league. Yeah, there's they only gave names. A... There's some names on that list that uh, yeah look real good, but I don't know what they do yet. There's very little known about 3.22 exclusive content. Like, it's been much more discussion of the changes to the core game this league than they have, you know, with the support gems, with the Atlas uh, overhaul and stuff like that. I want to play. Can we start now? <laughs> have we uh, Have we seen any of the big ones other than the plus one skill gems one for the, the big attribute passive skills? I think no. I assume that we'll see all of them what will be for me tomorrow morning in the PWDB. There'll be a... Oh, yeah, we'll probably... Somebody will just pull all of them, right? From the GGPK, yeah, probably. Unless they've used the unique concealing tech, which they sometimes do on things. I don't think they do on things like this, though. Not usually. They don't normally. I expect we'll just see everything. All right, we get more cheeses to go through. Damn, time is flying. This is more things. Spend too much time. Oh yeah, there's the Fire of Unknown Origin Divination card that uh, goes towards Nimus. I mean, there's not much we can say about divination cards, right? Other than art is awesome, looks great. Yeah. Or this but should be a card on map choices if it's if it's in a map. Yeah, true. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if this just actually drops from the boss itself. No. Well, I would that's like what we want. I don't yeah. expect it. I would rather, yeah. It won't be Eater, but it won't be Uber Eater, but it could be another boss. Like, this this wouldn't surprise me if they gave this to Uber Cirrus. Should give <laughs> it to Maven. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I don't like uniques being put on, like boss uniques being put on divination cards, but yeah, somebody paid right. for it. So I think GG is just like, okay, <laughs> you know. Actually, my speculation is this will go with the Black Star. There's a there's enough of a thematic link, like the um, flame, wind, all fits. And also there is another chase unique that has a card from Infinite Hunger. 
It's the Strangogast one. So I wouldn't be surprised if this goes with Black Star. Maybe. Fair enough. And if it is, it'll be one in 150, one in 200 to get it. Yeah, I just still down to like five divs or something now. Like, how much is it right now, for example? <laughs> Already like four five or something in there. Uh, well, to be fair, it went up recently, actually. Okay. Don't know why it went from being five hundred chaos to being three thousand. What? <laughs> well, People decide not online. Want to try it. People start throwing away currency into league. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. It basically looks like all league. It's like super duper cheap. Like it's not even five divines. It's like two divines at some points. Mm. It's kind of sad. If you think about it, they kind of destroyed its mechanics a bit. It's also the case that like it's either uh, that Uber Eater. People run it for the um, Forbidden Flesh Jewels primarily, and Nimbus is just sort of a waste product of, cha- of people chasing the top Forbidden Fleshes. Right, but only because Nimbus isn't worth wearing in the builds that were wearing it before. Mm. Yeah, like there, in the past, it was more people were chasing Nimbus, and then they were getting those Forbidden Flesh Jewels by accident. Um, there's always going to be something that is the most undersupplied item from any particular boss. And at the moment, it's for, it's going to be Forbidden Flesh. Uh, the Guardian Elemental Relics will be the undersupplied one all of this league. But with Vengeance Cascade gone, this this will not will this not be more valuable than before. It will it will be more used, yeah. But there'll there'll be an additional supply from Fire of Unknown Origins. Like even though this is probably going to be like twice as rare as House of Mirrors from Stack Decks. Um, there will still be a lot of them from stack decks because the Path of Exile player base opens literally millions of those every day. Hmm. Many millions, like probably 10 million plus every day. Fair enough. Right. Well, that was a lot of uh, stuff. I I didn't think that the diff card will give us so much to talk about. This one certainly won't. The fortunate, yeah, the two divine. I think we looked at this already last podcast. I, for one, I'm happy we're getting divine cards. This will be a meta changer if it's in any if it's in any map, like in any map thing. at all. You know, it's, it's just be thing, a and there is a Karui underscore map uh, tag, which includes Strand. So if that's where it is, if it is tied to that and it's in Strand amongst other maps, then it's going to be like absolute. It's going to be the biggest meta changing div card since um, Apothecary. You know it's just going to be a boss, right? Hmm. Well, it's going to be just a boss. I don't think so, though. Because it's a 12 set. I hope not. Because, yeah, otherwise it's super boring. I would love for it not to be, but I don't think they're going to let us go farm many divs. There's no way that, like, GG are happy just watching people go Crimson Prison every league for the past, like, however long. Yeah. And they haven't even removed Crimson Temple for how long now as well? Yep. It's probably no... like just a band-aid for endgame. <laughs> Honestly. I, I just cannot understand why they haven't removed Seven Years Bad Luck from Crimson Temple and from Defile Cathedral. Like, even if they did that, they would still be the best maps in the game to farm for div cards. Yeah, they could easily move them somewhere else. 
they could move them somewhere else and then you'd have a little bit more variance in what maps people are running. But oh. um, this card is going to be... Like, there's there's basically... There's an S tier for div card farming, which is Apothecary and nothing else. There is an A tier, which is Brother's Gift. And this will be in the same mm-hmm. as, as that. Uh, and then there is a B tier, which is the headhunter, the clean headhunter cards and the the mirror shard cards. They're gonna um, put it on Crimson Temple. Watch. <laughs> Watch. Oh god. I mean, maybe good. maybe just to compete with the other diff card drops to dilute Jesus. the pool. Easy also, this should be drop weighted around twelve fifty, which would make it um, three times rarer than the porcupine if it's a zone drop. Easy crimson card. Let's go. I actually like crimson temple, so I'm on board. I mean, why not? One more league can't hurt, right? You'd think I'd be bored of it by now, but I'm not. It's actually Brain's crimson heaven. It's not crimson prison. It's crimson heaven. <laughs> it's where I want to yeah. be. You feel right at home. Yeah, you blend in. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, this this is also something that we've been teased about. This is a visual thing, like a new feature. Yeah. I think this stirred up a lot of conversation in the community because it, a lot of people thought that this could be done better. Basically, like every time you get an a pop up in your social tab in Path of Exile in in the game client. Now different things, different pop-ups have different symbols. So you get a different symbol for a challenge to PvP, you get a different for a trade request or for a party or a guild invite. And so you're supposed to be able to tell at a glance what you got there and what you're accepting or declining. But uh, <laughs> you, th- you guys think they did a good job with this? I mean, it's, it's great that we're getting more quality of life. I'm just... I've seen some mock-ups on Twitter. I'm going to try and find them. Mm. It could be, could be done so much better, especially yeah, like factoring in colorblind players also. They did a job. It's a better job than the status quo, but it's not perfect. Yeah. It definitely could have been done better, but it's also still definitely an improvement on what we had. So I'm pretty hesitant to be as critical as let's say Reddit was, for instance, because like it's still vastly better than what we had. There is now something that differentiates all the invites, and there was nothing that differentiates all the invites. So like I do wish people would calm down a little bit with their criticism. Like it wasn't perfect. It's definitely yeah. not great, but like we got something we didn't have. The word you're looking for is thank you. So, Ever wondered why GGG don't post on Reddit anymore? They've learned. Right? Nah. I mean, there was a lot of good and constructive feedback around this. And yeah, I guess the tone is overall a little bit negative. But uh, yeah, I mean, I appreciate that we get, I mean, that they implement this, right? And the graphics, you can still change that. You can probably also change the colors. Now that there is like an actual difference in the system, like a flag that, that tells the game what kind of pop-up it yeah. is so and everything else is just minor details and if if they don't change it for this release then i'm sure they're going to adjust it somewhere down the road if they find a way to do it better and actually not that sure but yeah <laughs> i've recently noticed when i started playing again so i've been away for a while right and like uh tried to 
get a little bit unburnt out and build up hype for the next league so I can dive in headfirst again. And I've noticed that like a lot of things I've kind of forgotten about that they really annoy me. Like, for example, having to put um, attack without moving onto every skill manually, uh, every league, every character. Yep. <laughs> and it's just something that like after complaining about it so many times, I'm just tired of complaining about it and I move on to complain about other things. Yeah, but, definitely, yeah. like, when you're trading for divination cards in particular at the start of a league, like, I know that it's quite common for me to to buy 8, 12 copies of the Sacrifice, which usually involves sending out 16 or 20 tells, and then you'll have a bunch of people who will send you an invite, but it'll be delayed, and you'll be trading with the last person at that point, and it's it just ends up being so frustrating. This is going to be a big quality of life improvement for people who do that early on. And uh, speaking of quality of life improvements, of course, we also got uh, this beauty here, which Definitely is not a scammer. <laughs> yeah, I love how they always implement like little jokes with uh, the, the character names and account names that they used <laughs> to make these videos. What was the guy's name? Matthew one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I looked up his profile. He doesn't have any public characters. Uh, so he doesn't even have definitely not a scammer. Damn. Okay, well, anyway, so for those listening who probably are like, what the fuck are they talking about? You can now, when you hover currency in a trade window or in any inventory for that matter, you can press the highlight key, alt, and then it will show you the total of the amount offered of that kind of item, I guess. Any stacks, I think, works, right? Essences, yeah, splinters. Yeah. So... Yeah, definitely big quality of life here. And uh, I just wish that you didn't have to press Alt for it, right? I, yeah. I don't see why. Like, I mean, the, but yeah. I guess it makes sense in your inventory, but in a trade window, I think it wouldn't, it shouldn't require you to press Alt. Yeah, pressing Alt is just, this is, there's a bunch of things like that. Like it could be like a thing at the top right where it says like C and then colon 182 or like D for divines, right? Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, there's plenty of space in the in the trade window. Yeah. That is not being utilized. Think about it. And you could you could also just add a little bit on the side or I can't see that component of that part working because people will have so much um, variance in what they put in there. Like you could have, say, if you're buying an entire tab of different scarabs from someone, mm, yeah. which then that's just going to be a mess, especially with how long the names are for scarabs in in the the short versions that they use. True. Yeah. I wonder if this true. works for like essences and stuff as well, because I always hate counting like nine. Yeah. Time yeah. Amount of rows. I think anything that stacks really. Okay. That'd be sick. I hope so. I mean, if uh, anything, like, and definitely essences, maybe not fragments, but essences are like currencies, right? So that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So if people want an anti quality of life joke suggestion, why don't they change the stack size on Valorbs to 23? <laughs> why do I love that? <laughs> 13. 13. Don't, don't, don't go up. You need to go down. Going up 23 is. 
23 can be placed as quality of life because it's exactly. larger and yeah. also it's harder. Like 13 is easy to multiply by. 23 is just a lot harder. Oh, okay. I, Fair enough. I should hate that, <laughs> but I love it. It just suits Varlobs, right? Like it's like, look, it's Krangle. Like, please. I just leave it in the game for a week or two. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna then change it to thirty. I'm I'm gonna vote for it when you bring up the petition. <laughs> Definitely, uh, I'm gonna skip over all the skill because we're gonna go over the skill, the, the support gems in a second, and then we keep the videos for then when we have info. Um, but there's still two or three more teasers. Uh, the timeless conflict atlas passive keystone, where instead of having a timer on your legion encounter. In maps, you get a schism that is progressively Gosh. caused. Basically, this is uh, only good for people who can't find the things that they want to break out and break them out before the timer expires. Yeah. Okay, don't take it. This it, is it, for getting started in a league. This is for when you're not yet strong enough to do Legion properly. Uh, it's to get your feet wet with Legion, uh, and it's something you want to grow out of. The same with the Delirium Keystone, definitely as well. And the Blight Keystone that we talked about earlier, where, as well, but... where you can rely on the towers and maps just to farm up some currency early on, even though your build is crap. Mm. Yeah. I, I kind of disagree with that, because I feel like the the Delirium Keystone definitely has uses, and mm. true, yeah. the Blight Keystone also has uses. Like I'm, I would rather like not do anything and just have my boys die. Like that, you know, like uh, just like build like two towers and then everything dies. Because you know, if you put like a ring annoyance and you do like a burning ground tower, you, you could probably just AFK there with one tower. And I think that's cool, right? I just like, all right, I got a blight, boom, and then just everything dies. But this is just wasteful. It's just it's just terrible. So when when they announced like this keystone, I was like hoping like let us open the legion without the monsters going in stasis right so you click it and then everything just yeah. instantly spawns i was like that would be that would sick be cool. yeah. <laughs> but then they, they give us this which is like you know i don't know this this lets people who can't and shouldn't be doing legions con themselves into thinking taking legion nodes will be good for them when it still won't be it's a waste of time. No one should ever take that note, in my opinion. Like what should trash. people be doing when they have a crap bill? Should they just run high? Not or... doing legions. Yeah. I think this would be fine for if you're if you're in that situation. Legion drops enough that getting sixty percent of the loot, uh, but definitely yeah. getting it is probably going to be one of the more efficient things you can do. If no, but it's not though, because if you just did something that benefited slower running builds instead of clear speed builds, you'd do better. This lets people who can't do legions which has got nothing to do with how you are as a player it's what build you've picked oh, no, you picked on a build that shouldn't be doing legions it lets you con yourself into thinking it'll be okay to do legions and then getting a smaller portion of the reward than you should be getting when you could be doing one of the other 45 mechanics that work on the slower clearing build yeah, but it's you from your experienced player point of view, assuming that if your build is not good at Legion, it's automatically good. At, it must be good at something else. But some people have builds that are legitimately not good at anything. No, I'm thinking a build that is designed for Legion, but your gear is still terrible. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. It all depends on like the schism yeah. value, right? 
So like yeah. I think I think I agree as well with like Sir Gog playing the opposite side of things because well, if it's like seventy percent, then it's really good. If it's like fifty percent, it's it's really bad. So there, there's two sides to this argument. It's like mm. one argument that I I can't disagree with is like if you if you enjoy Legion, uh, and you want to run it but you can't because your build is not good for it, this is fine. It's fine to take it, right? Like it's whatever. It's basically like free anyways because you can spawn mechanics. But then, we're, but then we're talking about fun rather than yeah, yeah, of course, correct efficient. or efficient. And yeah, the, yeah, the answer is always fun first, even if yeah. the thing you're doing is inefficient. If you're having fun, that's fine. Yeah. Right. But then the opposite side as well is like if if it is fifty percent, I think even pretty bad builds can clear fifty percent of a legion already without schism because you have like I think it's like almost like twenty twenty two like twenty five seconds to clear it. So if it is 50%, then it's just bad in every single scenario. But it's going to give you the impression of it being good, I suppose. So I, I don't know. It, it really depends on the number. If it's like 70%, it's, it's actually pretty good. Because I could and see a situation where... Work. Like, because it's the it's the monsters with reward icons over their heads that matter. Like, I figure yeah. that if yeah, you're yeah. using this, you're going to cherry pick the monsters that have the reward icons. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say, if you have like a godly single target build, like a melee Viper Strike, probably not, but you know like what I mean, like like something with really single target set up, but can't do, uh, can't do area clear really well, right? And yeah. then, of course, you obviously have the people in SSF who just want to get the fifth slot on their map, map device and grind towards that five-way and maybe don't, don't want to roll a new build for it. I don't deal with like SSF or private leagues because the answer there is always just you do what you've got to do to get the content you need to run. Like it doesn't matter whether it was inefficient or not. But as far as trade goes, I don't see any reason for anybody to take this other than like maybe for like a few hours on day one when you're building like a Legion specific build, but your gear is trash and you just can't do it yet, but you've already specced into it. Like maybe there's a few hours worth of it being useful specifically for that and even then i feel like it's a stretch i don't know i feel like this is the biggest bait node i've ever seen i can't believe other people are saying it's even okay it's the just so bad that, there's people who are in that period for longer than you are yeah i was so just gonna you, say like i recently talked to someone in my real life who said like who knew that i was doing a uh, path of exile content and he was like proudly telling me how he played path of exile last season for like four weeks and that he made it to act six Oh wow! Okay, here I was thinking you were going to say that they did that they were that they beat Ubalab on their ninth attempt in six weeks, but <laughs> no, it was definitely a couple of weeks. I mean, I did, they didn't tell me how many hours they played daily. I could could yeah. be that they just played like you know Saturday, Sunday, four hours each or something like that, right? And right. The new player, we all know they can they can spend hundreds of hours in the acts. But the thing if is, you're, you're making it. You're making it sound like fun. new players or less experienced players. Uh, like I'm like I'm saying, oh, well, if you shit, just don't do it. But it's got nothing to do with that. It's got everything to do with the build you've picked. If if your build can do legions, they're fantastic. And if they can't do legions, taking this node to force it. legion on it is just doing an inefficient, bad, rewarding thing when you could pick something your build could do instead. Is my point like it's yeah, not it's not like oh bad player just don't do legion lol it's well that's that build doesn't suit legion why are you trying to force it 
when you could pick a different mechanic that works already. That's that's my thought process about it. No, I think it's, pick, it's a valid one. You pick this and then you unspec it once your gear is good enough that you no longer need it, and you pick this on things that are going to grow into a reasonably solid Legion build, but that aren't there yet because your gear isn't there. Like you might take this at level set. Uh, you might take this when your character level is seventy eight, and you might unspec it when your character hits ninety one, because then your gear is probably just improved, even even without super focus play. You no longer need it. Hmm. Now for Balaam Age, or that may be a period of four hours, but for Johnny Casual, that might be a period of you know of like sixteen hours spread over the first three weeks of the league. And that's what I think they're going for with this particular keystone and also the delirium one. Although, like Tuna said, there are other uses for the delirium one. Yeah. yeah we'll see. Maybe, maybe people find something that we don't know about yet. Maybe there will be something. Maybe not even this patch, but somewhere down the road that has a different interaction with it. We shall yeah, see. And that too. It's a good point. Uh, another teaser were the Kerag map mods. I don't think this this gives us too much to talk about. Any any thought here? Always good to have Essence on the map device for two uh, two chaos. Heist mm. isn't there, which is going to make Seventh Gate for Heist something that I'm definitely paying attention to as an option, because whether you're wanting to run Heist yourself or not, uh, Heist is a zero time well zero like it's a it's three seconds a map to activate it. And then it's just selling a full tab on TFT once you've built it up. Um, high C stuff always sells. So that's something I think is going to be really slept on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, seventh Gate being that new Atlas passive keystone mm. that uh, unlocks all the league map device crafting options as long as you um, have all the six gates gateways on the atlas passive tree allocated and of course the keystone so in total you spent seven points but then that means all the leak map crafting options that aren't on the map device naturally from Karak this leak are available uh, are they then also uh, do they also do fav fortune favors the brave can that also randomly pick the ones that are unlocked from that i mean i guess we have to ask the devs you can't answer that yeah can't answer but that would be defeat the purpose of specking it, right? What do you mean? Well, because, I mean, you're specking the things so that you can access something that we don't have and Fortune Favors of Brave just rolls the dice and it's going to be like, I don't know, like 30 mechanics, half of which are probably just, let's be honest, not good. Like Talisman and stuff is going to be on there. Hmm. So, Talisman is going to be on there? It'll just be things that, uh, that are... That were there yeah, previously, probably. right? The last couple of leagues or something like that. I don't, I don't know. know. They they didn't mind it. Like somebody didn't mind it, and it was like all these like even talisman was there, like stuff like that. Like talisman was like one example. I believe it when I see it. Something. Yeah, I mean, who knows? They'll probably refine the, the list. But I'm pretty sure NeverSync had like a list on Twitter. If if I find it, I'll, I'll link it. That's interesting. All right. I'm not NeverSync. Well, we already talked about this, but this is the, the keystone where the delirium fog never dissipates. And obviously, well, Tuna was mentioning there's some MF uses. May as well talk a bit more about them. 
Yeah. yeah, I always thought that uh, Delirium Orbs and Simulacrum Splinters are very, very juicy returns from, from running Delirium um, Mirrors in your maps, and uh, you just want to give them up, and how, how are you going to make that worth it, Tuna? Um, well, this is in situations where you're doing a map that doesn't have a layout that favors the Delirium Mirror, <laughs> right. and it also enables you to purchase and run 8-mod corrupted maps so that you're actually getting sort of value out of uh, the Delirium Mirror Sextant, aka um, Delirium, right? Which has added quantity and added monsters and pack size. And uh, while still being able to run a map that is unfavorable mm. for usually the Delirium Mirror. So essentially what it enables is it enables you to run eight mod corrupted maps without having to previously, because previously what people would do is they would like chisel out while they would put four delirium orbs and then they would corrupt them. And if they don't go into eight mod, they don't just, they just don't run them. Right. So <laughs> just you can throw imagine, the whole map away. It's yeah. Terrible. So you can imagine how wasteful that is in comparison to guaranteeing the Deli delirium mirror and then boom. Yeah. It feels so bad to do too. Like I hated that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like it at all. Yeah. It's not like there was a big market for badly rolled. 80% delirious maps. You'd probably sell them on TFT if you tried, but like you'd be taking a big haircut and it'll take a bunch of time. I'll be using that node for sure. Yeah. Right. And then we had another teaser. Spent a lot longer time on the teasers than I thought, which is a good thing because that means that you guys just had a lot more interesting things to say about them that I didn't think of beforehand. Um, no, that was all of them. Shall we go over the support gems? I think from top to left to bottom right, or is there one you want to cherry pick? Is there like maybe you guys have one that is your absolute favorite? Can I suggest one to discuss for mechanics, one to discuss for um, for just raw numbers? Sure, go ahead. Mm -hmm. oh, you want me to go first? Um, now, okay, so let's start with the one that I think is just numerically very good, and that is volatility support, uh, top right. This one is the one that causes, if you're doing 100 to 100 damage, this is actively bad. It's a 5.5% nerf to your damage. But if you're doing 0 to 200 damage, this is a 58% more maximum attack damage. Uh, Anyone support. lighting, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also fizz under certain circumstances. So fizz not necessarily on its own, there's a bunch of variants in weapons. So some weapons, um, I was having a look at the one-handed thrusting swords. I can't remember what it was, but one of them has a very low minimum, very high maximum. Um, it's not the jeweled foil, but there's a bunch of variants in specific weapons like that that you will have to factor in. That's going to be something that will take a while. But if you can get lucky damage with attacks via any means, and there's a few ways to do it. Um, you could perhaps have a Violent Retaliation, Forbidden Flame, and Forbidden Flesh Duel on your champion. Um, or who knows, maybe you could even start as a Gladiator, and then when you can afford those Forbidden Duels, then you can respec to a better Ascendancy. Um, mm -hmm. There's ways that you can get lucky damage to attacks. You've got that silly um, Timeless Duel that makes your damage with, not, with um, Critical Strikes lucky at the expense of not letting you use a Helmet. And so there's a whole bunch of things you can do to make this better. If your damage range is zero to a hundred, then this is a 58% more damage 
support, but also being lucky is a 33% more damage as well. And you've got Rizlatha's Coil getting you closer to that. Um, and you just got the intrinsic fact that volatility is really good on Bleed. So this is the support gem that I like for pure numbers. And the one that I think is just going to be fun, and I'm going to try it, and I'm probably going to regret this, I'm going to try and use um, Flamewood, which I think is number three in the top row. Um, I'm going to try and use Flamewood on Searing Bond early in the league. On Searing Bond? Because uh, your tornums are going to tote. Uh, your, yeah, your totems are going to taunt. Your tornums are going to tote. Um, if you're chieftain. That you're... If you're chieftain. Yeah. And so it's going... Like, the problem is that... I'm not going to have a hundred percent chance to ignite without with, with low investment. I'm only going to have 60%. I don't think I'm going to stick with this, but it's just something so, so new and weird that I have to try it. And uh, turns out that that's wrong. Then I've got a fallback plan. So volatility is not only is also like, uh, it's also like extremely good for strength stackers. Cause replica bronze is one to 80. Yeah. So strength yeah. stackers are going to be completely busted with this. And also original since coming back on top of that. So yeah, you can really leverage into this, you know, by if you got OG Sin, you go for light lightning damage as well as like fire yeah, damage. I was gonna say it. energy blade builds, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that could be a thing as well. I think another numerically completely broken one is the locust support. And <laughs> there are ways to leverage its downside. So first of all, the fact that you can't really aim it aside for being having to be in the direction of the monster the mm -hmm. the best case scenario of this gem being like insane that i would see is um you use this with tornado shot and basically you get 10 projectiles that means you have 30 percent less projectiles so it's 30 percent less damage but since you're basically getting another multiplier of two additional mines that's mm -hmm. yeah that's 200 percent more damage so even just that it's just going to be 170 percent more and uh yeah, all you have to really do is like throw the mine behind you and have the mine sort of like shoot in your direction. So you stand on top of the boss. Except it's yeah, a really near. long range. It's 30 <laughs> radius. It's not that big. 30 like, radius you, you is can... a long way to be away from the mines for them to trigger. But you, you can just throw mines, right? Like wherever you want. So you do have to just position your mouse in a certain way where they throw uh, far away from you. You just blink arrow after you've after you've done it. Yeah, like you, you, you can just like basically just throw them like thirty yards away, and then they'll just like shoot towards you. So that's yeah. the that's the way I see it, right? Like it's like you you won't have to move well, at all. Thirty thirty one units away. <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Like uh, you, you know what I mean, right? Like it's essentially it's like like it's a bit clunky maybe, and like but the, the good thing about TS is that you don't really have to aim it because of the secondary projectile explosions being kind of able to hit anything that's on the screen and then if then on top of that you have like you know like that at ricochet and you have projectiles colliding with terrain 30 percent of those are uh chaining back to your original target then you can get into some pretty insane damage multiplier numbers by stacking projectiles and mines yep. and it would also mean that you don't have to use other shitty mine supports like minefield or um you know stuff like that because you are getting two additional mines here and you could probably you know probably just get it ton of mind throwing speed you do but, have i mean that's to be seen right it's going to be bad on act bosses that are in tight tight areas especially act 5 and 10 katava also oh, yeah. act 9 depraved trinity this is going to be horrible but well, you can just take it out and replace it right? those are milestones you get past them 
Yeah, and then you just don't do Belfry map. Yeah. Who wants to do Belfry? <laughs> and Lava Lake. And other skill gems is like, you know, just quickly say like Trauma is really, really, really strong. It's just like really good. Uh, the first one is really good as well. Like numbers wise, it's pretty good early on, but you'll have to find a way to actually like stack. Control um, Blaze. Mm. So I think it's Control Blaze. Yeah. So essentially, you'll have to attack like 3.3 times per second to achieve a multiplier of like 78% more on a single target. So if you if you do attack three point three times per second, you are basically getting a seventy eight percent more multiplier for your ignites, which is, you know, better than any other skill gem in the game. Can I just point out something you're gonna have as a problem with that though? Sometimes you are going to attack three once per three hundred milliseconds, but you're going to inflict ten ignites per second because you're hitting other monsters. You're getting splashed damage yeah, on yeah, other yeah. monsters, so it does have a drawback, but it is manageable. It's good. Yeah. Wait, how is that a drawback? Because it's literally only good on single target. That's where there, there isn't like ads or secondary, like you know, mob spawning yep. as well. Because in those the scenarios, West... then you just get to the point where it deals two percent. I think is like at its worst. Yeah. Or oh, there's the less a multiplier out, the more. Yeah. And... But I mean, even then, I think like you'll still won't get to the two percent because you'd have to hit something like ridiculous, like thirty times a second to get to that. I'm not really sure. There was a. There was a graph and it showed all this kind of stuff. But essentially, I think, it, regardless, it's just going to be really good at 30 nights if you attack a certain amount of times per second. It breaks if you hit more, if you ignite more than 20 monsters in, in a four second window. That's when it starts to be actively, like when it becomes mm -hmm. a poor choice of support gem. Mm -hmm. And it's a do nothing gem if you're at 6.5 or more per second. Yeah. But I think, I think most, most builds just, never really have a problem with clear and you know it's always a single target mm -hmm. that's the issue so i think it's a good gem for that so you, you'd be willing to sacrifice some clear power and and just yeah target be better yeah right but like there's like monsters and maps have like almost no hp right yeah exactly you ramp up on tanky rares is going to be bad with it in while you're clearing yeah, because you're going to have that four second window where you have just ignited 37 monsters in the last four seconds yeah yeah, it's valid. But yeah, it's a good gem. Um, other ones, I guess, like projectile return is like pretty basic, but yeah, it's like a nice multiplier. I think it's 39. 39%. It's going to be your fifth link in most builds yeah. that we're using Vengeance Cascade before. It's going to be link five, in my opinion. Well, what I see this, the meta being next league for projectile gems is, I think, already. Pierce is like extremely underrated, but I think people are going to replace Chain and then go for Pierce and returning projectiles on any Lightning Arrow build. That's what I what I see happening. I always just take the one Chain from the Ascendancy and that's it. I never use Chain support or anything like that. Right. It's like I think enough that's... already. Yeah, I think on Lightning Arrow, I feel like one Chain is... This is obviously like probably personal opinion, but like on Lightning Arrow, I feel like one chain is quite wasted. On TS, that that ascendancy node is like absolutely cracked because of like projectiles colliding with terrain, shotgunning, and stuff. I love the one chain on tornado on um Lightning Arrow as well. Yeah, fair enough. But then you're what are you sacrificing? Like far shot or far shot usually. Yeah, but I also play 
league starts um, with a small group and there'll be someone to kill bosses. I never have to okay. do my own yeah. Peter and Exarch, which is why I think I get away with that. I, I tell yeah. people in this solo, you're taking long shot because it's yeah. too much. Now. So I'm exclusively yeah. mapping. Yeah. Or just pay for a carry service as well. Like if you're if you're playing a build that is specialized in clear and that is actively bad on bosses, it's only 40 chaos. Now, 40 chaos might be half your league wealth, but it's going to be worth it because it's going to speed you up. Yeah. Um, I think returning projectile support, one issue with it is physics misses. Um, like if the monster is stationary mm -hmm. and you're stationary, it is a 39% more multiplier. In the real world, I feel like maybe about 10% of the time that's not going to be the case and it's going to not collide with the monster's hitbox on its way back. That's... That's why I think that this is a serviceable gem, but not necessarily nuts. Because you do have to dodge stuff. Bosses also move. Yeah, but the other side of that is that you you would use it usually. You just have like chain, right? Which does it's like a less multiplier or yeah. fork. So essentially, this is just like another way for you to like amplify your clear and get a little bit of extra damage out of it. On top of that, I think it's fine. I think I think it's like a fine solution for Venture Cascade because Venture Cascade was obviously just broken. As much as I didn't want them to take away Vengeance Cascade, because we just got it, I'm pretty sure the only reason I didn't want them to take it away is because it was busted and I was using it, not because it was balanced. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it deserves to be gone. I just wanted it to not be gone. <laughs> I agree with that. And this is also enabled now on... It's like having... It's like Nimbus, but not bad on spells, kind of. Yeah. Mm. Oh, right. Right, because it's not attack skills. Yep. Yeah, it's generic. But the skill does have to end somewhere, right? Would this work with like ice spears? Is ice spear uh, even projectile at this point? I'm pretty uh, sure. It turns at 150, doesn't it? Like it goes 150, then returns. I mean, if it works with Nimbus, it works. But I'll I have to look into that. I could look again and see. I actually have no idea. I'll I'll, uh, I'll confirm that. A lot of people are hyped about uh, Corrupting Cry. We already talked about it a little bit uh, in the context of its huge uh, multiplier. Uh, you guys think it's uh, going to be good numerically? I don't think so. It's twice the damage of Corrupting Fever, roughly. Right. At a per stack. So yeah. realistically, I don't know how easy it is to get 10 stacks all the time while running around i know you can get aoe to like cover the whole screen and that will be useful but i don't know i don't know how easy it's going to be to get the cooldown of shouts low enough to be able yeah, to maintain 10 stacks cool that's down. the question for me general's cry has a cooldown of four seconds apparently which is um which means that if you have all of the increased duration on the tree, uh, Corrupting Cry is going to last 4.18 seconds. Uh, so you'll need a little bit of Warcry cooldown time to make it not feel terrible. But I think it's going to be borderline. But you're going to need to maintain at least eight stacks. At least eight. And then it would be good. Which would mean oh, you'd need to like get nothing. the cooldown of your cries down to like two seconds, and I don't know how to do that. 
I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm saying I, I literally have never looked into it before because I don't play melee builds, so I just don't have... Like, I know what I need to make it worth it, but whether or not that can be done, I have no idea. So remember that you can donk monsters on the head with your exerted attack to refresh, to apply one stack and refresh all existing stacks, or you can just cast a new Warcry to refresh existing stacks and apply four more. Right. So as long as you're willing to make attacks, your attacks don't have to do any real damage. That's an option you've got. Yeah. Exerted a link to slam though, right? I can't like bow attack or something. No. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, if you use I, I don't think this works with a bow. I, think... I can confirm that Ice Pure returns, by the way. Ooh, nice. Does it go two screens nice. away then return? Like 150 units? Yeah. So does it the, the entire return is second phase where it has the higher crit? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And it pierces everything, so yeah, it'll just basically shotgun. Sounds good. That's really good on. That's really good with returning projectile support then. Even though it's good, like the crit is going to be the 39% base damage phase or 40% at gem level 21. Yeah, it's really good. All right. Another one that a lot of people are hyped about is the, the Guardian's Blessing, for which we actually have a, a video, right? Yeah. Mm. So this one you link to a minion skill has a, I believe, 200% reservation multiplier. Uh, or cost multiplier, and then uh, the minion grants an aura as long as it's alive, but also has a physical degeneration on it. So it slowly dies, but at the same time, it gives you a free aura. Hmm. hmm. This one, yeah. right. In what kind of builds do you see this being used? Like every build? Like just one free aura for three slots? Elementalist? Uh-huh. You're going to link it with a golem that automatically oh, right. returns itself. You're going to have two or three of those golems, so one is always out, and you now have a permanent non-maintenance aura that stays up all the time. Oh, shit. Uh -huh. Or you can... I just changed my big start plans. <laughs> you have to recast the aura every time, though. Every time it respawns. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. I think you have to recast the aura when you go to know... Um... Well, let's watch here. Let's watch what happens when the minion dies. No, the aura stayed on. Oh no, it went off. No, it went off. Oh, that's right. Wait, you have to cast. That's because there's aura? only one minion. Yeah. Say I've got three stone golems out. They're all linked to that thing. The mm. auras don't stack, so we're not going to have three copies of the aura. But if one dies, the other two still haven't. It respawns four seconds later, unless you annihilate all of them all at once. Aren't they going fine, to die right? at the same time mostly? Maybe, yeah. I think it'll be okay. It's the animate guardian with mask of the uh, stitch demon is what you see here where it's stable, and mm -hmm. that is definitely doable. Oh yeah, but that's going to make that mask of the stitch demon really expensive. It, it's going to be this league's slave driver's hand. If you remember back when, uh, when what's his face um, seismic trap was the meta boss killing skill, everyone was using, uh, yeah. and slave driver's hand was like, how much was it then? Eight ten divines or sorry, eight ten exalts. Right. And an actual minion build, would you actually replace support gems with this? If you had like a minion damage setup, do you just If if we can keep the Animate Guardian alive, which I think I can, then yes. 
Yeah. And my guardian loves this too. Yeah. But it'll be... I mean, it's not going to be an easy task to keep the anime guardian alive with that on. I think that is going to be something we change the yeah, ability I'm... to invest into. You're also not going to be able to do Cirrus, let alone Uber Cirrus. No, that was that was already super dangerous. To add that degen on top. You're almost guaranteeing deaths for the anime guardian in Ubers if you do that. Oh, even regular Cirrus, I think, is going to be sketchy. Maybe. On that character. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I uh, see the 3D art for the Mask of the Stitch Demon already. Hmm. Yeah, is there is there maybe merit to like doing it on a on a minion that has a little bit less base life? I mean animate guardians are known for having huge life pools, but if you did like something that's really like low HP and then you're running some flat region vitality aura or something like that on top of that to keep it alive. The other one I've seen that's worth it looks worth it is Holy Relic. Yeah, Holy Relic. Hmm. But for example. Uh, other than that, those are those are the two. That's I wouldn't. Uh, I'm not really that keen for anything other than those. Hmm. Might I hope it's stuff. there. It's giving you thirty percent aura effect. Was it thirty two? Uh, thirty two. Yeah, which is pretty big. Uh, it's top row, second from the right, I think. Oh, sorry, I was already looking at the second from the right. What do you want to say? Oh, third from the right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Third. Guardians. Oh, okay. 32. So, obviously, Determination double dips with that stat. So does Hatred. So does um, Grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really strong that it's so much increased effect at level 20. Is that part from the quality, though? Probably quality bonus at level. Yep. I wonder uh, how much it is. Like whether it's like actually twelve percent increased effect at level twenty and twenty percent for the twenty quality. It's like one percent increased effect per quality because then you already have a lot of that increase during leveling. They don't make quality effects that strong anymore normally. So you think it's like half a percent? I per... feel like it could be twenty seven percent with one percent per four quality. Um, it oh could right, be yeah, yeah. With one percent per two quality, it could be. It could be 15.3%, but minus 0.05% per quality. Fair um, enough. This could have interesting alt qualities too. Right. So we went over all the, the strength ones, I believe. Um, sadism. Do you see any use case for that? That's the one that makes deal damage faster with damaging ailments, but also reduces the duration of ailments, or it's, it's less multiplier to the duration of ailments inflicted with the supported skills. So you have faster, which already reduces the duration, and then it's already less duration multiplier on top of that. So you have like super uh, short ailments. Faster doesn't reduce the duration. What? Faster ailments doesn't reduce the duration. Of course it does. That's the nope. entire point. Nope. Wait. I thought when you have a four-second base ignite and you, it deals damage faster, then it deals the same amount of total damage, but over a shorter duration. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I was 100% positive about yeah. that. Is it? 
you, if you're, you're doing 50,000 damage blade over five seconds, then sadism, instead of doing 10,000 damage per second for five seconds, sadism support causes you to do 17,900 damage per second for about five ninths of one second. That's my understanding of this, Jeff. No, the sadism support does, but normal faster ailments, doesn't that just make your DPS better? I don't no, build ailment builds. I build like hit builds. I never build damage over time. But I was under the impression it just made the damage. Same amount of total damage, but compressed into a small, smaller amount of time, which is more DPS. But aside for poisons, except for poisons, yeah, because they stack infinitely. Yeah. But ironically, the only use of this I've seen is a meme poison setup using tornado, Sakawal's tornadoes, and um, huh. a whole bunch of stacking the cluster jewel. It's three hundred percent increased damage, uh, poison damage on unpoisoned enemies and using sadism because it gets the poison duration under oh, 250 milliseconds. Jesus. It's a meme. Oh. It's a meme. Yeah, uh, yeah. Don't pay this, yeah. Wait, what's the benefit of having poison duration below 250 milliseconds? Or you well, can the next tick of tornado then applies a new poison, which will be, uh, which will get yeah, all of those uh, low tolerance enhanced cluster jewels. It'll have like 1800% increased Poison damage. Oh, guys, oh. gonna be stacking six of those. <laughs> Very mean. I, I've been sense. trying to talk them out of league starting it, but it's well, pretty clever though. I mean, like if there is a a way for you to get your poison duration to below your attack time, then you could technically literally leverage the the mastery and the clusters to be actually completely insane. To be honest, because hmm. the mastery is three hundred percent increased. Yeah, and the cluster the same. And the, yeah, so and, yeah. I, th I think that could be broken, but I, I I don't know if you can if you can get it to where it lasts shorter than your attack time. But the, you've literally just planted a seed in my head, and I hate you. Just, yeah, just now now something I'm thinking about on that. attack time. <laughs> I I generally don't play dot builds other than like poisonous rest, which doesn't count. It's a minion build, but I never play dot builds because I hate having to wait. Yeah. So I don't like playing ignite or bleed normally. But if we can, if you can do that, if that's possible, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's what I was thinking for ignite builds. Honestly, like it's just something that reapplies ignite so fast mm. that you you have to. I mean, and you can't stack ignites that you, you benefit from dealing your entire ignite damage in a shorter duration. <laughs> and alchemist mark would finally make sense. I don't have the time to be looking into new build archetypes i've never played before one day before league launch guys <laughs> what the fuck i don't have time for this what do you mean isn't that the fun though like we can just ruin baylor's league start by making him decide that he but wants to play something completely untested and weird but oh, even the build that benefits man. from it dude like don't think the upside's enough on this the, yeah, the upside doesn't outweigh the downside of like just 80% less duration, which is straight up 80% less damage, also, right? No, not on ignites. Yeah, yeah not when, when you're yeah. not when you're on poisons. Yeah. And poisons is like it would be really hard to justify, right? It's like meme territory. But I think maybe like like the, the mastery and stuff could offset that. It could. Because poisons are like super starved in, on increases. So, who knows? Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is, if this would all be faster and not also less duration, then maybe it would be better. But seeing that this is a support gem and it competes with support gems that are actual more multipliers, like for the overall damage output. 
Uh, I mean, the, the the trend amongst all of these is that none of them are gems that you just slot. Yeah, and that's yeah. It. yeah. The trend on all of these is like kind of every single gem is something that you have to build around or think about in one way or another. But a lot of them are worth it too. Well, a lot of them have good numbers. Yeah. Except Aside for the for sacrifice one or whatever the hell that is. Sacrifice? You're sacrifice talking about the one the that uh, works like... Uh, the this one, the numbers on this life. Uh, no, the other one I meant like the the one that just you meant, you meant devour that I hover, hover. Devour, yeah. Oh yeah, devour, yeah, yeah. That's um I, I'm glad to see Bale of Age actually in our pre-show discussion actually came up with a legit use for this. It's a corner case, but it's a use. <laughs> it's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. Necromancer. I couldn't think of one. No, the color in an MF group and have infinite oh. recovery. Like that's, it, that's all I've got. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Well, I could think of like, um, was it Mistress of Sac? Uh, no, Corpse Pact. Yeah. Two percent increase attack and cast speed for each corpse you've consumed recently, up to two hundred percent. But that's basically it. There's just better ways to trigger that. Yeah, exactly. Like that's the thing with this. It's just, I feel like this is a gem that if it had a generic twenty-eight percent more damage, it would still be marginal. I mean, it's true. On kill stuff is like garbage. <laughs> like, it's not good. It's just not. It's like, it breaks your mana recovery when you're fighting a boss. Yeah. Which is probably the time that you're under the most mana strain. Um, and I might have been interested, like, if the 40 was 375, then you might have seen this having a use as a, like, on a non bossing Archmage set up but kw yeah maybe maybe they'll change it in the future who knows if it doesn't see any use guys just don't use it and it will be buffed next patch trust surely just like every other skill gem right <laughs> a lot of them have been a lot of them do get buffed it's like <laughs> it's true. there was there was this rubbish tier gem called Seismic Trap for a long period, and then they decided, oh, let's make this a little bit better. And they sort of got it to the point that it was playable. Then they gigabuffed it beyond that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah, I think Fine. they need to do more of that, though. So the other one that we just mentioned, and yeah, I'm, I'm in favor of buffing vastly underused gems like, uh, I don't know, Ground Slam or... Uh, any any of the the beach melee skills right would be awesome to make them playable make them so that you want to level through the campaign with them but yeah the other one we just mentioned sacrifice support uh that one has better numbers right this could this could be useful 20 percent of your current life uh when cast to gain added chaos damage equal to 44 percent of sacrificed life so, so run the numbers on this so you don't have to. It is equivalent to level 29 added chaos damage if your present life pool is 5,400. So that's the Covenant's level 29 added chaos. So that's, a, that's a pretty meaningful amount of damage. Yeah. But also, I don't know what skills they would use that with yet. It's also very hard to deal with because you've got to stay at full... You've got to stay at a high amount of your current life. Yeah, yeah because it sacrifices current life, so... Like diminishing the, returns. The default is you'd want to use it with orb skills that hang around for a long time, which is specifically why they're excluded. 
<laughs> so hangs around. We don't know the exact interaction there. Uh, um, like it definitely doesn't snapshot, right? Does it not? I think if you like cast it again, it's just gonna take whatever your last cast was. Yeah, so the way I think you would do it is if you had like if you build up a few blade vortexes, then you pop a life flask to full life, then you cast your sacrifice one. Um, that probably works. You'd have to test how exactly it works with Wrathpinth, but Wrathpinth has mm. different text. It sacrifices a percentage of your max life instead of your, your current. But you could probably get a bit of a sense as to how this works with Wrathpinth. Yeah. I mean, I would just see this being really good with if you're just like a poison BB build and you want to get like just chuck a vitality watchers on for life gain on hit. Mm. And then you're pretty much good. 7.5 hits per second. I think the vitality watchers is up to 50 life per, per hit. So. But that's only 350 life per second. You're gonna yeah, be, on a single target. You're going to be guzzling um, down a thousand every time you cast your BV with this. But you don't have so much skill effect duration on poison builds that you don't really necessarily have to cast it every second, right? Yeah. So. I don't know. I could see this being good. Or if you play it on like uh, champion and then you trigger adrenaline with it like automatically. <laughs> oh, yeah. But then you're trying to about that. Chaos, damage. chaos damage hits from the south champion control. blade vortex. It is champion, yeah, it could be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, unironically, who knows? I mean, champion can do anything, why not? Right? Yeah, we can yeah. literally do everything. All right, yeah, so maybe, uh, I think we touched on everything, and we're also running super long. We still want to talk a little bit about our league starters, but maybe, uh, fresh meat. Has anyone found a use case for that? Obviously, you need like really long duration minions for that in order to get to the maximum of 10 seconds because you only get weak awakened fury and adrenaline for 10% of their duration. But I feel like animated weapons that would be wasted on the best use case that I personally saw so far was skeletons because you summon multiple, right? Multiple skeletons at once. And I think they have a base duration of 20 seconds. So it's fairly easy to get them up to like 50, 60. So the issue there is that skeletons have a period where they are basically on strike when they're summoned. Right. They don't. Like they, they take a little bit of time to get rolling. Um, it's only like it's not like it, I I would need to measure. Like you'd need to do a frame count on this. Measure the time between you casting it to the time that the skeleton appears to the time that the skeleton makes its first swing or spell cast or bow attack. But I don't think it's as fast as people believe it is. Well, with adrenaline, it's a little bit faster. <laughs> um, yeah, no, yeah. yeah, you're right. It, it definitely takes a while for even even if it's not skeletons, like even SRS or animated weapons or something like that. They take a while from being summoned to actually being in the place and then starting to attack yeah. and dealing yeah. damage. And so. the, the, yeah, so there's a like I don't think I think this is going to be one of those gems that's going to be amazing in path of building and less amazing in the real game. To be fair, though, skeletons, you can sort of target, right? You can spawn them right next to the enemy, whereas... Well, actually, you can with well, weapons as well. Very close to the enemy. Yeah. Well, probably worth trying. Mm. I basically want that buff to last six seconds before I think it will be worth using. So if I can't get my minion duration up to, what is that? That makes it a whole minute. 
Yeah, 60 seconds. Yeah. If I can't get it up to a minute, then I think my answer will be no. And if I can Have get you it arrive at that number, um, because mo most of the time we lose about one second to summoning the minion before it goes, then we also lose travel time, which I'm gonna. On top of that, now we're competing. Now we're competing with if it's if it's six seconds, we're now only still only getting four and a half. Um, so it now has to compete with a real support gem but with only four and a half seconds worth of it being useful. And so basically rough guess based on that. Yeah, you also want to consider this with enduring minions that are easily resummoned. And again, the golem case comes up. If there's a combat golem build, then this probably has a use case there. Because hmm. yeah. I don't feel there is a combat golem build at the moment. Wait. Like, if the duration is infinite, then it's ten seconds. Yeah. Like ten percent of infinite. Oh yeah, yeah. I was, I was gonna. But they, they, I guess, I suppose they clarified that in like Twitter replies or something. It's not. I don't know if it's been explicitly stated, but it it says support skills that can create minions, so it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't doesn't duration. require a duration. You're right. And and ten percent of infinity capped at 10 seconds is 10 seconds because the cap. That, that, I, yeah, I find myself in complete agreement with that assessment. Mm. Um, if that doesn't work, then it's a brick gem. Definitely interesting how we're all like not really super sure about these and how we're all saying mm. are we with most of them, we got to try them and see in the game. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a trend. I feel like they're obviously trying to combat people figuring out the game and path of building completely and then like not playing the build when they know it's shit but rather like having mm. having people play the build to find out its true strength that will come up when we're talking like status to be fair <laughs> well i have made a ton of builds in the past that i knew was shit before i started instead of <laughs> me <laughs> yep yeah, I can I can see myself in that as well. But yeah, having said all that, what is your starter? You wanna, you guys wanna go first? I I don't have a lot about my starter. I'll just go first, and then you guys can tell me all the amazing starters. I'll just tell you what you shouldn't do, and that is <laughs> I uh, experimented a little bit with a reap fire conversion on the old chieftain. and now I'm like uh, a new chieftain is kind of bad, so uh, I'm gonna not ascend into chieftain but i'm going to ascend into juggernaut and uh then when i tested it i was like yeah that's pretty good like you can actually level with spectral throw volley chance to bleed really easily on marauder it sounds bad but it's much better than it sounds yeah, uh, spectral throw is really good now yeah yeah early on especially and then I transitioned into Reap around like level 50, 60, and it wasn't as good. So what I'm planning to do is I probably transition into Armor Brand Cremation in Act Six with the Chieftain, uh, with the with the Juggernaut, and then just stay that until I get into maps, and then turn into Reap, and then Ultra Endgame I would do Blade Vortex probably. I'm just worried that Blade Vortex is already better than Reap or early on. Just directly do Blade Vortex. Just real quick. 
don't you convert to Armageddon brand in like Act Three? Uh, not as a Marauder, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can buy them. Yeah, oh yeah, you don't get to buy it. Right. Yeah, you need to buy like a whole bunch of stuff. Sure, I could like coordinate with guilds and mates and stuff like that. But honestly, spectral throw leveling is fine until the end of uh, Act Five, completely. No. I've dismissed spectral throw for a long time because it was. Same. Yeah. What was it that changed? Basically, made it hit additional times within its like little. Like it hits, if it was to hit two times, it hits three times basically. It's like thirty-three percent more damage per, depending on like when the projectile speed. Last league. That's why we keep. I keep seeing people using it all of a sudden. Yeah, right. it's like now one of the better. It's like the spectral throw, basically taking spectral throws place. I know spectral throw, spectral helix. Sorry. Helix. Yep. Yeah. I hated helix. I just yes, hated that skill. It felt so clunky. Yeah. Helix could have been such a good skill if, like, they actually made it work like Hammerdin. Oh, yeah. That would have been really cool. Well, I guess I'm not really sure what Hammerdin I'm referencing, but, like, the one in uh, Last Epoch. That's what I'm thinking. That follows oh, you around. Yeah, yeah, follow me. That's people, the important People would bit. argue that's, like, that's PV, but totally different scaling and stuff, right? I feel like in D2 it was a... Oh, no, it's so long since I played that. I'm pretty sure it's exactly what it was in D2. Like, D2 did, didn't follow you around. So, mm. Except for the fact that in D2 it wouldn't bounce around, it would just disappear when it hit a boundary, but I'm not exactly sure. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so my, my only worry about Reap is, or my big worry about Reap is, A, it doesn't feel good if you don't already have a lot of cast speed, so it's like something, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to do it pre-maps again, because uh, it, it just takes a lot of time to get that cast speed so it really feels good also with echo and then also i don't know whether you guys played it before but similar to like sweep i believe or like a cleave it has like this dead spot where like mm -hmm. it, it's like a scythe that uh swipes in front of you basically and you can target it it's like not, not melee range you can like cast it at the edge of the screen but it does seem to have like a dead spot in the middle of the scythe right and it, it just feels a little mm -hmm. bit clunky when you're aiming at things and you're not hitting them but other than that i mean it does really hit hard it's, it's one of those skills that feels really good thematically especially on a big boy marauder so I, i'd like that but now that i heard the the elementalist tech that Bello talked about with the guardian's blessing support and the the golems maybe i'll just do the exact same thing but on elementalist for league star why not you also run Inquisitor for Inquisitor or Guardian for that matter for Reap. Like Guardian for Guardian like, for Reap. Hey, the the some elemental relics seem to have a bit like you got hatred, you've got um wrath, you're a spellcaster, so you got wrath, you got anger, you, you're benefiting from all of them. Yeah, I'd have to build it differently then. But you yeah, I, like I'm doing Avatar Fire full fire conversion on the, the plan that I have, but yeah. 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 Yeah, it wouldn't be fire conversion. Right. So your plans are solidified as well. You, you already talked about them a little bit, Sir Gob, right? You, yeah, you wanted so to do your Earthbreaker, saw... uh, not Earthbreaker, Flamewood stuff. But when, so when I saw the new uh, Chieftain, I was like, okay, I don't think this is as bad as everyone else thinks it is because of Ramako Sun's Light, which is the fire, the conditional fire dots, the resist suppressor for fire dot. So this overwrites a monster's resistance to zero. 
Now, most people assess how much damage you're doing against a monster like the Maven. That I would term a medium fire resist, medium fire resist opponent. And against the Maven, Rumiko is much worse than Juggernaut style resist suppression is. So Juggernaut style resist suppression is wave of conviction. It's indirect scorch from the from the boots, and it's um, at least flammability. Ultimately, anonymous fl- uh, uh, anonymous flammability. Um, anomalous flammability and superior elemental weakness pen. So with all of that package, the Juggernaut gets the Maven's fire resist down to about negative 50. In this case, Rumiko is net negative. However, the thing you fight more is Giga Tanky Rares these days, and they can often have 200% fire res. The Juggernaut comes along to a 200% fire res monster, goes through all the motions of casting all these curses, and then still ends up going, oh, this is taking forever. Whereas the Chieftain's just going to stand up next to it and go, oh, was that tanky? Um, So essentially it's a Righteous Fire take that is going to sacrifice a whole bunch of Pinnacle Boss DPS in order to be better against the tankiest of rare monsters. You've still got a curse. You've still got punishment, which is um, quite a good curse. It's, It's inferior to the two that a Juggernaut would use on a Juggernaut, but it is still fine. And you've also got, um, yeah, just this more stable damage. Now, because you're a Chieftain, you're going to be using Searing Bond instead of or potentially supplementing Fire Trap. And I'm just going to start with Flamewood because, like, why not? It's new, but I'm probably going to drop that. At least once Empower 4 comes online, I will definitely be dropping it then and um, going all in on either all in on Searing Bond in a 6-link or going a 5-link with a double five link with Searing Bond and Fire Trap because they use the same support gems with with the exception of of one of the better ones for Fire Trap. Uh, the best of the Fire Trap ones actually isn't isn't useful for Searing Bond. That's Trap and Mind support. But um, that's my current plans. And I've got to sort of think a few, like I've sort of do some more brainstorming on it. In terms of overall power, I'm expecting it to be like, to probably be slightly weaker than the Juggernaut version but to have unique strengths where it like, so there'll be some scenes, there'll be some in environments where it's better than the juggernaut and there'll be plenty of environments where it's worse, but it's new. It's fresh. It's new. It's something different. Sounds good. I mean, I for once applaud that you try it out. So we don't have to <laughs> <laughs> right. fall, fall into yeah. the noob trap. So the noobs don't have to. And Chieftain is dead for your purposes, though. Like the fire conversion builds, it's um, it, it it lost all of its support. I, I could squeeze and force it into Chieftain, but the Juggernaut benefits are just so massive. Like having those endurance charges take care of your resistances early, so you don't need that much on gear because they're permanently up for the most part. I mean, sure, I wouldn't do it in hardcore, but in softcore trade, that's going to be more than fine. And then obviously, the cannot be slowed below base damage um from the unstoppable and uh yeah of course the huge area of effect from the endurance charge stacking as well that's going to be very helpful regardless of whether i do reap um or i stay with armor brand cremation for longer or i go uh, into blade vortex i mean they all benefit from big aoe stuff gonna be great looking forward to it and then obviously being sort of tanky and, and all kinds of threatening new content. I mean, we don't know yet, but I suspect that Trial of the Ancestors, seeing that you can't actually die there, but you can only lose the matches, right? Like by having your character go down, 
I suppose that it's on the rippy side of things. It's probably going to knock you down rather quickly. Mm. But I, I don't know. We'll see. But um, I, I like going in with something that's maybe not super high damage potential, but I can get a couple of millions single target DPS in the first week, no problem, and the character will stand, hopefully, for a long time before going down. What was your plan for a League Start Tuna? Mm. I did want to say that I think Flame Mode is going to be like cracked in terms of damage numbers, but clunky-wise, that's something that you'll probably have to solve. But I, I, I do think this is a cool idea, and I appreciate Sergog testing out for the boys. I almost feel like it could be like as good as uh, the current to like totem explode in in uh, Crucible. But yeah, I'm gonna be starting Lightning Arrow just because I want to go fast. So that's pretty. Oh. oh, I thought maybe the the Rain of Arrows that we were talking about. Well, yeah, I played Rain of Arrows in the campaign, and then I just swapped to Lightning Arrow. Oh right, right. Yeah. Okay. Rain I of Arrows very nice for campaign. Yeah, it's good. And you get the additional projectiles like a little later. You get. Endless Munition, which is plus two proj on Dead Eye, and then you just swap the Lightning Arrow and you're good to go. Yep. So that'll be pretty good. We're doing exactly the same thing, although I've been tempted by a Tornado Shot Ballista build. That's just good. Also, a yeah, but Ballistas, like exclusively. I could see that being good as well. You know, I did yeah. a, I, I did a Actually run. Actually looks pretty good. I did an Exarchita run with TS and basically got to him on four link and it was it was fine. It took like one hour longer than LA, but people think TS is bad like early. They're like, oh, you need this much to invest. You need a mirror to your bow. It's like those days are over, man. Like bows are completely out of control right now. Like even after like Benjamin Cascade, they're just still, they're just still cracked. Like it's, bows has been like, oh, we're just going to add precise command there. Oh, we're going to add 30% on top of bow bases. We're also going to give you two projectiles on the bow, one on the quiver. We're also going to give you two projectiles on the tree. And, you know, it's like in all of these things now, it's like, okay, well, like now they're just completely cracked, like in early game. two on the tree that pushed it over for me. Yeah. That's where it went from like, this is good enough that I'm playing it and really enjoying it, but also bows are like pretty niche. And if you don't, if you're not really excited, don't do it. There are other options. But and now then they put like, the two on the tree, and now it's like, yeah, no, everyone play. Everyone play. Also, also Trinity, they added Trinity, and then they also added the Mastery that inverts 25% of the time. It's like, okay, yeah. dude. And if you want to like also like do Expedition or something like that, they now also added a Mastery that makes monsters unable to block your attacks. So like, I don't know. Yeah. Just, just so many things have compiled over time that bows are just insane now, like for early yeah. game, right? And game, they're pretty like, similar to where they were. They're stronger, of course. Yeah. But they're a little stronger, like... but not like ridiculously so. But yeah. you can get there now. Exactly. It used to be a struggle and a half to get there, so that only degenerate no lifes did it. Now everyone can do it. It's great. Exactly. I do think that Black Star will be a major, um, a major hurdle for a lot of people. Like you'll probably need a service if you're not if you're not experienced with the fight. Tuna won't, but I don't think a lot of people at start bows will need help with black star then they'll need help with all four void stone bosses the single target is honestly like really really good if i i think if i can do it on a five link if so or people have a six link by then they'll just one shot it yeah because Artil artillery ballista is just insane artillery ballista does so much damage it really yeah. does just carry the single target well enough like i wouldn't suggest you go like uber farming or not yeah definitely but not. at the bare minimum i think Pretty much everyone will be able to get their own first two watchstones, like those those two. 
Everyone could do that. If you've never played bows before, you'll still be able to do that. I, I honestly agree. Like after seeing just how strong it is on a four link, like I think I can comfortably say that like if you have a tabula by then, everything will just get one shot. Yeah. Oh, we need. To, speaking of tabula, let's let's talk um, about that at some point. People still farm tabula at the, at the start of the league after the right. race. Not in, yeah. not in blood aqueducts. Even in maps, go change the bind. It's got a higher drop rate by far. Double the drop rate of humility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Change the change that binds are so much better. It's true. Yeah. Also, just don't farm that stuff at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's 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 where I am. How about you this the entire yeah. thing? What do you mean? <laughs> If you're not an SSF here, it's probably probably better. I mean, unless you're one of the fastest people in the world, but like even then, there's probably better ways and you can just buy it. Yeah. But like especially if you're someone who gets into maps by the end of day one or maybe day two, then you can probably buy a six link for a handful of chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, there's still thirty on there's still thirty would... on day one. Uh, 99% of the time, I would rather have a 5-link rare than a 6-link tabula. I think the mastery now helps a little bit with the 15%. <laughs> That's so funny, though, because I I know that like years ago I said this on this podcast when Don the Crown was here, and both Balor and Don ridiculed me for that sentiment that I'd rather use a 5-link than a tabula. <laughs> It turns out the game changed over the course yeah. of many years. Yeah, yeah, I get that. It's just so funny. Like, even if you're not getting, you're not going to be putting good Icors and Embers on, on it, but you're just going to throw one on it anyway and roll over anything that does absolutely nothing. And so now you've got two more mods as well. Yeah. And the 315 like- made the sixth link less impactful than it used to be. True, true, true. Can you guys still hear and see me fine? Hear yes, say no. You're you're static. Yeah, you're frozen on stream. Yeah, there's some. I tried to pull the browser window to another screen. Frozen again. No, it pops up. Yeah, I think it's catching up. (laughs) 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 Yeah, the hardware is outdated, guys. We're soon going to get some upgrades. Uh, We're looking into that. Um, any any other uh, go-to builds that you would recommend for new players trying to hop into the game? Stay away from melee, basically, unless you're doing Bone Shatter. Bone Shatter is really good. Bone Shatter or Frostblades are fine. That yeah. Hex Blast Mine build that's been going around looks actually quite yeah. nice. That's really good. That, looks, build, that yeah. looks real good. Once I love that he's your blasts. I'm too attached to bows to start anything except bows, but... It looks pretty good. I love the history of the Hex Blast Miner, how at the end of 320, there were a few people in the English language speaking Path of Exile community that were thinking, oh, yeah, this is one of many good choices for builds. And a lot of people weren't thinking about it at all. But apparently the entire Korean language community were as set on that being the best league starter as like those of you that played in 3.7 were aware that like mm. the entire Path of Exile community knew Cyclone was the best build then. Um it was that homogenous, apparently, amongst Korean language players. So 321 League Start comes around and you start seeing, like, this huge demand for Calm's Heart, this huge demand for Wrathpint Globe, Dissolution of the Flesh, and it's always a Korean language player buying it. 
And it's because of just the differences, the regional differences in what content creators were promoting and what people were interested in. But now uh, it's much more known about, and I expect that this will be in a league where Calm's Heart and Rathpinth especially, it doesn't have two div cards like Calm's does, uh, and they're both the same rarity, they're, they're going to be expensive items. been a long time since I haven't hidden Combs Heart on my filter. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, even even the div cards should come should be sextant here. Okay. That's um, a, and the, a bold prediction. The item itself, probably, like, I don't know what you generally put your sort of, what you put your um, half divines at, but I'm, I'm sort of expecting Calm's Heart does sit half a divine for a lot of this league, and that, that puts the div card around, like, one, one and a half, two sextants. Who prices the... Oh, man. Uh, the 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 idea that people price stuff on sextants in sextants still drives me mad. Could everyone just stop doing that? Just price shit in chaos. It's because people... Are, it's because mappers are net consumers of sextants often. Whereas you're probably not a net consumer of chaos, so you end up... Yeah, if you get chaos, you then trade them away. You're not yeah. getting them because you want to yeah. use it. Ch chaos like are just sextants with extra steps, dude. Yeah. Right, and I don't want to. I don't want to spend my sextants buying <laughs> your things. So stop selling it. And sell it. <laughs> they have fixed the major issue that caused it to be an economic advantage to list things in sextants. Um, hopefully, it'll just be people listing their own preference. Yeah, and also it looks like we can now choose. Only show divining chaos. Yeah, there's an option. Which will just be permanently selected for me. If you're selling stuff in sextants, I'm just not buying it. I'll never see it. Yeah. I just also felt like the intended purpose of that was just was like a flipping, right? They're just basically flipping on you because the, the sextant price is always going to be way more expensive than the chaos price. Yeah. But it will show up ahead of everything else, just the way the trade website worked. So there was an issue where that was happening a lot of 321. That was fixed. Uh, about the point that Sextants passed 6.3 last league, 6.3 to the Chaos. So that's no longer really the case. I don't expect that it'll be flippers doing it, but I do think a lot of mappers will because, like, it's the consumable you care the most about. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I wish I could list things in Scarabs. Like, you know, you put things up in um, Expedition Scarabs. Be like the perfect thing people want to come to me I'll, I'll always cut you a deal if you're gonna if you're gonna dump a bunch of polished expedition scarabs on me like i'll can, try and keep that in mind when i you see have your, your name pop up you if you're willing space. to do that right yeah so uh, we've already spent a whole lot of time i don't want to keep you from your leak start preparations much longer is there anything that you guys still want to talk about? I figure we're going to keep the discussion of, of Atlas Passive Strats for uh, the first week into the league when we've all experimented with the tree a little bit more. Seems like needless to squeeze that in after we've already talked so much about the builds and the strategies that we're going for and some of the new passive keystones on the Atlas tree and put them into context. I think we've, we've, said, we've said most interesting things that we can say about the tree, at least most of them that are specific to this league. I mean, as always, it's a great, great thing to speak into essence early on and just juice that stuff. Low investment, high return. Everyone wants essences. Everyone needs them. 
I'm just so sick of essences. I'm not running in this league. I'm just I'm yeah, done. good. Good okay. more more return for those who are. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I think you're not the only one. I'm, I'm also fed up with them, and I'm probably not going to run it because at this time I'm not playing Animate Weapon or like any other build that's that's good with like single target. This time I'm playing I'm, something for clear, and Essences is not going to be great for me. I'm going to try Wandering Path progression for the first time ever. I've never I've never tried it before, but it looks pretty good. Wait, right away from the start, or is it something yep. you spec into later? Uh, rush straight for Wandering Path. The fastest way to get your two Void Stones. It looks quite good. I've never done it before, but it looks quite good. Yeah, it, uh, just be aware it will probably set you back a little bit in terms of your other progress that you're making simultaneously while you're working on your Void Stones. But I think as an overall package, like if you're, it's fine. It's very good. Yeah. It's just the benefit of gaining access to altars and mm -hmm. building up a map base. Watchstones like immediately. Yeah, building up a map base is going to be super easy with two two additional watchstones. That's uh, yeah. that's the main uh, bonus there for sure. Yeah, right. there's also like there's a lot of cool new stuff on the atlas as well. Like the, I feel like this is going to feel the atlas is going to feel very different this league because of the the new stuff. I'm yeah. I'm going to work out my atlas plans, but I think I'm going to spec um, high strong boxes and um, and shrines early on. Uh, fair warning though, if people are thinking of doing shrines in the gull, the gull is tier two rarity now, maybe even tier one. It's very rare, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping to do. I can, I can confirm it. Yeah, so it's at least as rare as Chevron's wrappings. It might even be as rare as Arakali's fang. Wow. Okay. It's yeah, we're time it. Three leagues, and all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is something it? that people might find interesting. There is a tiering project that's going on to work out the tiers of all of the uh, the uniques in the game. There's a team of people that have looted 24,000 uniques and tracked all of them and have also picked up a couple of special interactions with a bunch of other mechanics. Uh, during that 24,000 uniques, they got lucky. They got one Mage Blood. Um, they got zero of most of the other Tier Zeros. And they sort of got a little bit less than one on average of the Tier 1s, about two on average of the Tier 2s, about eight on average of the Tier 3s, and then something like... 50 of the tier fours and 70 of 70 to 80 of the tier fives. So fun fact, the most common uniques in the game, like Sharon's pace, it's still one in 500 unique drops. I'm definitely going to go budget shrines. I'm going to going to invest into torment early on because I can't wait oh. to see those <laughs> juicy tormented spirits buff my character every map. Tom, it looks nuts now. Tom, it looks so much fun. I think That's I'm gonna have to go. First time torments well. looked okay. Yeah, and I that's why I want to use it. This league. Yeah, me too. Right, great. So with that all said, any any heartfelt advice for our listeners while we close things out? 
I would say uh, keep your flasks upgraded while leveling. It makes a huge difference, especially if you're new. Like, don't don't never underestimate the power of your flasks. They're so so strong for your life recovery. Yeah. Yeah. This is something I always have to make a point of saying whenever I've talked about things that are good and things that are bad. The number one priority in all games all the time is have fun. If the efficient advice you get from me or other people that sounds miserable and shit, just do the fun thing, even if it's like the worst thing. Yeah. It doesn't. The fun thing always wins. Fun is subjective. We can't tell you how to have fun. Yep. We can tell you the better way to make more currency or progress faster. But if you have a miserable time doing it, you'll quit. Always fun first. That's very useful, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, don't do essence. Don't do essence. <laughs> don't do essence. <laughs> What's the thought process there? So that's slap um, you around real well. <laughs> yeah, ever since the addition of Arch Nemesis modifiers, you can literally come across monsters that beat you, and then you're gonna complain about dying. And also the fact that everyone's also going to be doing essences is going to drastically reduce the price of them in early league. And unless you're able to sell tabs and tabs of it at a time and farm them in low tier maps, you're just going to be inefficient in high tier maps farming them unless you have, you're playing like detonate dead. But even then that build will be beaten by certain uh, essences. So you're just better off doing like literally anything else. Unless you like being slapped around by essences. Then, uh, or you like farming. Ballard just said, um, you can do it then. Yeah, I kind of feel that Tuna's point is just Bailmage's point made slightly differently. It's like whatever's fun, do it, and that means don't do essence because exactly. um, yeah, like I said, <laughs> yeah. ever since they made essences as strong as they are now, I have yeah. uh, I've just completely burnt out on them. Um, one little tip that I always recommend is just. The first few of your icons and embers that you get when you're mapping, you know, they're, they're in a regular drop pool, the lowest tier ones. You're not going to care about these later. Uh, just slap them on whatever you think is going to last longest, whether it be your gloves, your helmet, your boot, or your um, chest piece. Uh, slap them on something to get that extra little power boost because they're easily replaced later when you start caring about them and wanting something better. And they'll, it's just, it's just two free mods on each slot. Yeah, that's true. Like that. As soon as I drop one, I just right-click it instantly every time I get one because the power increase of a lesser, uh, like Ember or Icker, when it like rolls well, it's like that's huge. It's like twenty percent attack damage, yeah. mana cost maybe reduction on the helmet nothing. or something. Like, or maybe it's really good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's just, the, that's the thing. It's like the opportunity cost is literally zero. Nobody's gonna buy them one at a time, so just use it. And you're not gonna stockpile them to hundreds until like you're fully into like farming T14 plus for like quite a while with pack size and that kind of stuff. So just use it. Yeah. Make use of yeah. your resources. Make yourself stronger. The most important thing in this video game because the stronger you are, the faster you are, and the faster you are, the more currency you make. Mm. That's basically the premise of Endgame in Peary. That's some good advice right there. I, I end up hoarding way too much as someone who, who came from SSF and was like, always like, oh, there might be a better time to use this. It's like, no, no, just use it now. Make your experience now as fun, your character as strong, and your returns as, as good as possible. Yeah. So that, yeah. Biggest weakness in my game is I hoard too much. Dude, I ended the last league with like so many divines in my stash i don't know how many anymore but way too many there should be zero in my stash should all be thrown out for random stuff gambles well yeah 
Well, uh, it was a blast. Thank you for taking the time to go uh, over all these things with us and providing context that uh, I probably couldn't have. I mean, Balor is a little bit uh, five-head himself when it comes to analyzing these teasers, but uh, the amount of cross-connections that you guys uh, brought up, uh, great. Uh, to all the viewers, also, thanks for, for joining. Uh, definitely check out uh, Tuna on all the pages. If you if you search for Crouching Tuna, you'll definitely find uh, build guides on a, on a big build guide site yeah. that uh, would love some traffic and that I can wholeheartedly recommend because Tuna knows what he's writing and saying. Mm. And uh, if you follow yeah, Tuna, you'll have a good league start, I'm pretty sure. And then, of course, there's also Sir Gog with his amazing YouTube channel that always presents interesting mechanic interactions. And uh, yeah, you can always learn something new uh, while you crack a beverage, most importantly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Balor's uh, a Balor. <laughs> Are you going to make an SOS thing this league again? Seeing that yeah, Sanctum is back? Got like okay. thirty thousand views or something since yesterday. Wait, well, you have the guide, but are you going to actually play it yourself? Are you going to make it? Oh so no, I already did it two leagues in a row. I'm starting both. I missed my bow league start. That's those are too much fun. Yeah, they're good. Right. Well, anyway, like I said, don't want to keep you guys for too long. That's probably the most overtime we've gone in a while. And that, you know, warranted. There was tons of stuff to talk about. And we're going to have another episode. I do have the time written down somewhere. So I'm going to stall and make the sentence really, really long while I try to find the countdown timer. And it's going to be three hours later than this one. It's going to be, what was this one? This one was 10 p.m. GMT. So this, the next one is 1 a.m. GMT on Tuesday morning. Well, technically for me, it's it's Monday night. Obviously, I'm not going to go to bed before that. But um, <laughs> Tuesday morning after league start, we're joined by Lighty and Joseph for some first impressions discussion. And hopefully we already can share some great strats for the, the trial of the ancestors. And until then, have a wonderful time. May your league starts be successful and your drops be plenty. And uh, something with Val Orbs that Sir Gog always says. <laughs> May your Val Orbs have interesting results. All right. Bye-bye, guys, and see you next time. Cheers, guys. Have a good night.